93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Thursday, January 3rd. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. A teenage girl has been charged with murder and other offenses in the death of her of her baby who was found in a North Philadelphia dumpster on New Year's Eve. 15-year-old Jannie Morris of the 2200 block of Lehigh Avenue has been charged as an adult. She's charged with endangering the welfare of a child, possession of an instrument, instrument of crime, and abuse of a corpse. The newborn baby boy was pronounced dead at Temple University Hospital after he was found late Monday night. Police believe Mars suffocated the baby and placed his body in a dumpster. Police said it all began at about 10.30 in the evening when a woman approached officers at 22nd and Lehigh, three blocks away from where the baby was discovered. Detectives say the woman informed them the baby had been placed there by Morris, a friend of her daughter. Police say they found the teen and her mother inside their nearby home. Investigators believe that's where the teen gave birth. Police want to know if anyone else had any knowledge or involvement in the young mother's actions. The district attorney's office said that given the seriousness of the murder charge, Morris will likely be held without bail. Three people are dead and two others are critically injured after a man suffering from multiple stab wounds struck an SUV full of people in South Philadelphia. The crash happened 2 a.m. on Wednesday on the 600 block of Packer Avenue. Police say the 2014 Audi A4 and the 2015 Acura RDX were headed in opposite directions when the driver of the Audi crossed a median and struck the SUV head-on. Three of the Acura's four passengers identified as 36-year-old Joseph Ferry of South Philadelphia, 35-year-old Kelly Wisely of Glen Olden, and 31-year-old Dennis. Palandro of Morton were killed. Ferry and Wisely had just gotten engaged over the holidays. The SUV's lone survivor uh, was the wife of uh, Palandro, and she's listed in critical condition with a broken pelvis. Police identified the driver of the striking vehicle as 29-year-old Keith Campbell of Delaware. Campbell was transported to Jefferson University Hospital with 15 to 20 stab wounds to the chest and abdomen. Authorities later found a bloody knife with a 10-inch blade inside the vehicle. Police believe that Campbell's stab wounds were self-inflicted. He remains hospitalized in critical condition. Two of the crash victims were members of the South Philadelphia String Band, which won second place in Tuesday's Mummers Parade. Campbell faces four counts of causing an accident involving death or serious bodily injuries. Yeah, so the story that I saw, it said they believed that he did all this to himself and that he may have been bleeding out and lost consciousness and the was driving. Yeah. This has got, it's tragedy and bizarre all over. It's just... It doesn't make any sense. Authorities are serving a search warrant for Campbell's vehicle. Further charges may be filed. The cause of the death remains under investigation. Horrible. I'm sorry, of the crash remains under investigation. Tradiffern Township Police are offering a $500 reward for information about a vandal who slashed tires of dozens of cars on New Year's Day. Police believe the suspect went from home to home on foot targeting cars in driveways. The vandal hit four dozen cars in one night, and some residents are fearful that he could strike again. At one home, uh, he was caught on surveillance video, and the you can see a dark hooded figure uh, walking up and down the the, uh, the driveway, and then uh, the woman of this home says that you can. Uh, I guess she had audio on hers as well, and she said you can hear like the stab and then the air being let out of the tires. What the hell's that about? You Police know? said forty eight cars were vandalized and one hundred and thirty two tires were slashed on oh five God. different streets within a couple of blocks. That's, That's a lot of work. Freaking yes. annoying. Yeah. That would, after a while, the thrill would be over. And if you know you'd what, Stab a couple of them. What I, I thought of immediately was I think it was Preston, and I forget. 
forget who else. Maybe Marissa, when you remember we stabbed tires out yeah. in the parking yeah. lot yeah. Yeah. and how they made you wear gloves or do it a certain way because your hand can slip off yeah, and, and, and hit the blade and cut yourself. So to like go through all, you know, like it's it's pretty tough to well, get it. You, you'd have to have some formidable uh, arm strength uh, to, right? to slash 150 some odd tires. Or experience. Like yeah, or experience, yeah. Uh, it's not clear if the or suspect... Or just a passion for it, yeah, you know? Like, you gotta love what you do. Yeah. Gotta love what you do. It's You'll not... never work a day in your life. <laughs> it's not clear if the suspect acted alone or had help, but they did move fast. Police are looking at surveillance footage and asking anyone if they recognize the man in the video or have information regarding the incident uh, to contact That's them. just massively sucky because getting tires replaced and going through all that stuff... Well, that's, that's, that's vandals, year. right? Like, yeah. I, and listen, I was a little vandal when I was in, in high school and stuff like that. Yeah. I never never slashed anybody tire anybody's tires and like you're talking about thousands of dollars worth of damage oh, yeah and you know if i found you doing this <laughs> i don't know what i would do with well you. the t- the time expended to repair that to get everything up and running again is is a pain in the ass well and i saw one of the, the people whose tires were slashed and you know they live yeah. in a nice neighborhood they had a nice car and a nice house but she said i work hard for my money and yeah. like yeah. now i've got to deal with this on new year's day yeah most people have ham yeah, you right? know, on New Year's Day. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> All right. In sports this morning. <laughs> Ball sacks are yummy. Last night in Phoenix, the Sixers held on to beat the Suns 132 to 127. Yeah. Joel Embiid playing despite a sore left knee matched his season high with 42 points, including 30 in the first half and grabbed 18 rebounds as the Sixers nearly blew a 30-point lead in the win. Ben Simmons added 29 points and J.J. Redick had 27 for the Sixers, who were without Jimmy Butler and Wilson Chandler, both due to upper respiratory infections. The Sixers, who have been on the road since Christmas, are finally back home on Saturday when they'll host the Dallas Mavericks. The Flyers, who have lost four straight and have fallen into last place in the Metro Division are back at home tonight as they host the Carolina Hurricanes. Nearly halfway through the season, the Flyers have only 15 wins and 35 points. Some good news, though. Flyers captain Claude Giroux will represent the team in the 2019 NHL All-Star Weekend in San Jose later this month. The All-Star nod is the second in a row for Giroux, the sixth of his career and his fourth in the last five Very years. Cool. Giroux is currently the Flyers' leading scorer with 13 goals and 31 assists for 44 points on the season. Game time uh, in South Philly tonight is set for 7 o'clock and the Eagles, who will be in the playoffs with a game in Chicago against the Bears on Sunday afternoon, are still the Super Bowl champs. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thank you very much, Kathy. And uh, yes, we're back for just two, count them, two days. But that means uh, it's going to be very, very easy for you to win the Word of the Week prize this week, which is pretty <laughs> cool. And uh, we are going to give away a four-pack of tickets to see the Impractical Jokers. They're coming oh. out on Saturday, uh, January 19th at the Met. That is correct. So... Listen up. We'll do that at the end of the program. And uh, guest-wise on the show today, uh, we have Victor Fiorello from uh, Philadelphia Magazine. Um, apparently, they had a, a article, actually two articles, Phillies 20s, 20 Biggest Winners and Losers of 2018. We were one of the 20 winners. Of how about that? Which was really I mean, cool, I would have so. put money on losers, and yet we say, got there. Yeah. Yeah. Usually that's how We're goes. never on a good list. Uh, what, are, what are the chances if we were in the losers list that we would have uh, Victor Fiorello in the Probably would, too. Victor's yeah. a good guy, yeah. He is a good guy. And also, I, I got my uh, Philadelphia 50 Best Restaurants Ooh. issue. That's always a good uh, one, yeah. too. So we'll talk to him about those things and more. We also have an announcement later on today. 
Probably be at the end of the program. Does anybody know if Pierre is back today? I believe he is. He, is. Yeah, he okay. texted me last night asking if uh, we were back today. He didn't know if we were taking the whole week off. And he said, uh, Steve, you may have seen him because he was going to come in and do prep starting at 4 a.m. today. Yes, yeah. He, uh, okay. he's always, he rushes right in before me. I'm first in. Right, yeah. And it's always a battle. We run to the door. <laughs> so he'll be joining us at the end of the program today. And we have an announcement that we're going to make as well, which yeah. is uh, pretty cool. So uh, other than that, everybody doing all right? Yes. Uh, Two-day work week is wonderful to kind of yeah. get us up to speed. I highly uh, recommend it. Prepares us for next week, which will be worth listening to. Oh, yeah. Which will be five days. <laughs> Reality, exactly. So, uh, anyhow, I'm sure we'll recap a little bit of what happened yes. over the break. Um, do you want to do the calendar? You know what? Yeah, we do need to do that. For Oh, my God, Kathy. Calendar. Oh! Brandy yes. Thank God, that. the voice of reason. I, I have a box that Marissa's grabbing one right now. Whoa, Thank you. That's wow. right. Well, Kathy does the bulk. From the mouth of a child. Uh, Kathy what? does the bulk of the work in uh, putting the calendar together. So, of course, this, this is her baby. So we would like to announce our very first girl of 2019. President Steve, totally off his calendar. Go ahead and open the calendar up, and you will be revealed, oh, in the shower with Brittany. Brittany! Our first calendar girl of 2019, and Brittany is from Rofo. Rofo? Royersford. Hit the alarm when you get a chance, Steve, (laughs) and let everybody in Royersford know that Brittany is indeed representing January of, of 2019. Her name is Brittany Lawson, and if you have the calendar, then you can follow her on Instagram because it's got her uh, account information right there, which is cool. So, yay. Yay. And she's great. She's a great personality. Yeah. She's a lot of fun. Absolutely. All the, all the girls in this calendar are great. Tremendous. Yeah. All right, so we have these things and more going on. Why don't we take a break, come back in a second. We'll get to our first entertainment report of 2019. Unfortunately, a couple of deaths to report, which like is Like rapid sad. fire. Yeah, there were a few. Some I've even saved for music news yeah. later on, so... We'll take a quick break, come back in a moment. Stupid question, prizes, entertainment stuff, all these things and more for the first President Steve show of the year. Stay with us. We'll be right back. This 93.3 WMMR audio on demand program returns after a brief word from our sponsors. Hey, what's up? It's Preston. Listen, I'd like to thank Jack Frost Mountain for sponsoring today's podcast. Jack Frost and Big Boulder Ski Areas are officially open for the season. And WMMR's Day Up on the Slopes with Pierre Jackson is January 4th. Tickets are available now at WMMR.com while supplies last. JFBB, where the snow comes first. If you love paying for shipping, you're going to hate Steven Singer. Free shipping both ways, making return and exchanges easy. Visit him online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. Hey, it's Preston. Listen, I'd like you to make it a perfectly personal new year with our friends at Hannah Stone. Make it personal. Make it about you. You spent enough time over the holidays thinking about everybody else. Let's think about it you now. There's over 50 locations of Hand and Stone Massage and Facial Spa in Delaware, South Jersey, Philadelphia, the Lehigh Valley, and the spa services start at just $59.95. Take a look at what I'm talking about. Hand and Stone Massage and Facial Spa. Go to handandstone.com today. This is the Preston and Steve Show podcast. <laughs> All right, so... Stupid question. We're giving away a four-pack of tickets for the Philly Home Show, which is the 11th through the 13th and the 18th through the 20th at the Pennsylvania Convention Center. Love the Home Show. January is named after the god Janus. Uh, what was he the god of? I know and, this. And there are several things that Janus was the god of. So um, call and get one of them right, and I'll set you up at 215-263-WMMR. Call right. Now, I'm going to go through some birthdays today. 
Uh, Steve says, real quick, let me make sure I get to this, that Janice is the god of sweaters. Yes. You just ruined it for everybody. Damn it, oh, yeah. man. No, that's not right. Uh, so birthdays today on uh, January 3rd include John Paul Jones, ah. Led Zeppelin, and also them Crooked Vultures. Let's not forget that, too. That's a good band. He is a great bassist and a keyboard player, too, as well. So uh, he's celebrating his 73rd birthday today. The bass is often passed over. Mm-hmm. And uh, the guys who do it, I was watching uh, The Kids Are All Right and John Antwistle. And his playing style and the whole... It's just amazing when you He's have He's one of somebody, the best ever in the yeah, world of rock. It's, it's wild to watch someone who knows their way around that thing. And here's the deal, too. When it comes to live music, I personally think that the bass is the most important instrument Do you? there yeah. is. Because you just don't have presence unless you've got that bottom end. It's all about it, the bass. Filling it up. It's all yeah. about that bass. That's big trainer. No treble. Uh, so JPJ is 73 today. Mel Gibson has his birthday. <laughs> and that last person you want to get a call from, right? When he's in an angry mode. But, uh, I was just listening to, uh, uh, you know, the, 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 the full, uh, conversation with him and his, uh, ex. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's so much that we don't play that's on that. Oh, that's yeah. just wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then her speaking back to him. I, I, I don't want to. You, you have a small penis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. She was just yeah. egging him on, and he would. You're just... not a very good actor. Yeah. <laughs> you were very bad in that Shakespeare movie. <laughs> that movie where you could hear what women were thinking was terrible. <laughs> just, and she's just purposely agitating. Do the do the laugh, Casey, if you oh, would please. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> do the pain in my ass is yeah. one of my favorite. That is like that's he's level trying. ten, Mel, or yeah. the or the where he's gonna put her out in the in the garden. Yeah, I'm gonna put you in an effing rose yeah, garden. Yeah, is yeah. what he said. Basically, I'm gonna kill you and bury you. I like her when he tells her to, to stop being that. Yeah, oh, stop <laughs> being that. That's right. I forgot about. <laughs> or that. the uh, he asks her. He asks for the the Hummer. He's you know in his in a more, much more arch vernacular. I don't think he was asking. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to phrase it properly. Yes. Hold on. Wait a second. Uh, wait, we get this. <laughs> oh, great! Right? That's a follow up to "You're a pain in the You're yeah. a pain in my ass." Yeah. Stop being that. And all right, so he rants and rants and yells, and then he has the audacity to say this. <laughs> oh, oh, you're the one who's all angry now. He, he really becomes a seven year old throwing yeah. a tantrum, and yeah. it's wild to hear that. Yeah. Um. By the way, I was watching Lethal Weapon over the Christmas break. Yes. You know, despite all of that, that phone call and all that, that movie is awesome. It's a great movie. It is yeah. a great movie. I actually movie. saw that when they were doing uh, as part of a test audience. So no we, kidding, we came really. in, we didn't know what the movie was. And uh, out of the blue, you know, they want, and they, they had handed out these uh, screener cards. Yeah. And it was Lethal Weapon. I never, ever, ever watched CMT. Was that the Country Music, music Channel yes. or something like that? Okay. That's all I want. <laughs> right. But they had awesome movies on all uh, the break problem long. is they over edit them. I know, well, and not still. only that, they actually they put so many commercials in them. If you look at the run times, yeah, yeah. it's like that's I didn't know that movie was four and a half hours long. Baby Stay Out is six hours. Yeah, 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 exactly. Hang on, real quick, Casey. There's a lot of clips that I don't even remember yes, that I, I see here. There's right. a whole bunch. Never speak to him. One okay. more chance. Put in a row. Yeah, speak to him. Okay, that one I don't remember. All right, one more chance. You know this one. Okay. 
Oh, oh I love that. Uh, no. Uh, I don't remember that. Yeah. This is the Rose Garden. Hang on, put the Rose Garden in one. Yeah, I'll put you in a Rose Garden, you Sorry, we have to move on. <laughs> All right, so there, what's take care of your son? Let me see that one. Well, he's actually being nice here. Okay. I, I want you to take care of your son. All right. <laughs> Go ahead. Take care of your son. No, yeah, that was really yeah. caring. May all your news be good news. All right. Anyhow, <laughs> Mel is 63, so happy birthday to Mel. Wear a sweater outside of Chile. Uh, Eli Manning is celebrating a birthday as well today, and uh-huh. he is uh, 38 years old. What? You don't care. You don't care. You don't I care. care. Uh, Steve, Victoria Principal celebrates ah, a birthday today, too. The body Principal. Ooh, I'm telling you. I really had a thing for her back in the day. She's yeah. uh, 69 today, but she was uh, stunningly beautiful. First time I saw her was in a movie called Earthquake with Charlton Heston. I remember that movie. And uh, she was uh, she was a bombshell in that movie and then uh, did a whole bunch of other stuff. But, uh, yeah, in Dallas and uh, mm-hmm. the uh, Andy Gibb. Um, relationship, which went south, right? That, yep. supposedly, that supposedly destroyed him. Yeah, I believe so. And also Dabney Coleman. Wow. Celebrates a birthday today. Wow, he's 87 years old. And if you don't know the name, he was the jerk in 9 to 5, he was the jerk in Tootsie, and he was the jerk in War Games. Do you know what he's not a he jerk He's a great jerk. He, uh, the Towering Inferno. I don't remember him yes. that. He's in that. He's in a ton of stuff. He is. He actually is. Uh, but he, he plays a great a-hole boss. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. So he's uh, 87 years old today. And last birthday, I said, Nick, pull up uh, IMDb, the, uh, the opening page, because I didn't have her on my list, and it's a sin. Uh, Danica McKellar celebrates oh, wow. her birthday. Yeah, Winnie Cooper. Love her. And uh, she is uh, 44 years old today. We just came out of her season because she's in a number of those Hallmark Christmas movies. You're absolutely correct. And uh, she's a recurring uh, player on The Impractical Jokers as well. She's been on a couple episodes. They love her. Uh, well, Murr yeah. has, has a big-time crush on her, and they, they pulled a, uh, a prank with her and him on there. And, uh, of course, those guys are going to be in town very, very soon. Uh, so happy 44th to Danica McKellar and everybody celebrating birthdays today. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question this morning. Um, the month of January is named after the god Janus. And what was he the god of? 215-263-WMMR. And I will go to Rob. See if we can get the answer. Hey, Do- uh, Rob, how you doing, man? Hey, good morning, guys. How you guys doing? Good, Rob. So Janus is the god of what? Uh, many things. So let's go with gates or doors. Yes, correct. <laughs> gates and doors. Gates and doors. Beginnings and endings. Wow. So we are beginning a new year. And roughage. And January is the start of that. So that's why Janice uh, is, or January is named after Janice. So, Rob, hang on the line. We're going to set you up with a four-pack of tickets Philly Home Show. That's January 11th through the 13th and 18th through the 20th at the Pennsylvania Convention Center. For more information and discount tickets, you can go to phillyhomeshow.com. All right, let's begin with baby news. Oh, so exciting. In a surprise news flash, it was broke that Kim Kardashian and Kanye West are expecting their fourth child via surrogate. Yeah. Multiple multiple publications, including People, Us Weekly, and E! confirmed the news. The baby will join Chicago uh, this month, who is one this month, by the way. Uh, Saint, who is three, and North, who is and five. This new child, Dubuque. Uh, well, there are people that are kicking around uh, names already, and uh, I'll go through a few of those. Uh, the announcement comes as a surprise because, excuse me, as recently as August, 
The 38-year-old mom was reportedly not in a huge rush for another baby, despite the 41-year-old rapper's desire for more. Uh, and apparently she told E in August, uh, but I've been really open about it and talked about it on our show, so I don't know. On their show. She said, we start filming season 16 next week, so if I think about it more and it's going to happen, you'll definitely see it on the show. But as of now, no. So this was back in August she said that. So anything that's really of this importance, a life-altering decision, you have to save it for the show. So that's when you're going to talk about having your fourth child on the show. Yeah, exactly. You couldn't just, in the hallway of the house, say, hey, should we have another kid? How, I think that they're going to build a brood, and they're looking down the road to continue the dynasty. Right, yeah. Yeah. And to uh, to keep this all show business, and you know what I mean? So I think they're really going to have a big six or seven kid family. uh, China has a new reality show. So she's back. Robin, Rob Kardashian, China. really? Oh, yeah, Black I China, you meant the dead one. I Me was like, too. Yeah, uh, the, 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 yeah, I was thinking yeah. the, the wrestler. It's an amazing show. Black China. <laughs> she crawls through the crowd. Black China. Out, yeah, okay. Black China. So she's um, she's got her own show. So they're they're trying to milk it every which way possible. I watched possible. something over the break uh, about Kim Kardashian, and it kind of showed her over the years. They weren't focusing on plastic surgery or anything like that. But yep. What she looked like, I mean, mm. 10, 15 years ago, she was. So pretty, so gorgeous. She looks completely different. Yeah. She's completely altered the way she looks. So uh, some people on social media started weighing in on name recommendations, and uh, the most frequently floated were Mercury, South, East, and West. Okay, that's pretty lame. So, yeah. Uh, After having two rough pregnancy with North and Saint, she opted for surrogacy. Uh, following a doctor's recommenda- recommendation, despite how challenging it was for her to give up control over the pregnancy, Kim ultimately said that having a surrogate is the best decision I've ever made. You know that, Joe Because the names are so exotic, go with one that's completely ordinary, like Bert. Yeah, wouldn't that be <laughs> yeah. nice? But listen, now that she's gotten into the surrogate thing, I bet maybe they'll have three or four going Absolutely, at a time, yeah. You know I mean? like, right. a, like a chef in the kitchen washing around, sampling each uh, bit of soup. Uh, she is reportedly using the same surrogate that she used with Chicago. Mm. An insider tells us weekly that the baby is due in May, and they're also reporting that the baby is male. I don't know if any of that's true. Oh, so not. it's the same woman that carried mm-hmm. their other baby. Ah. Yep. She yep. made a, a ton of cash off the first. Yeah, the one who Chicago. carried Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. So big city to carry. Chloe Kardashian's enthusiastic fan base is not happy with Tristan Thompson over a New Year's Eve video that appears to show him ignoring her. Uh, the Shade no. Room got its hands on a video of Chloe dancing with Tristan while he seemingly ignored her. In a video, she looked frustrated. Uh, fans have been on red alert for signs that Tristan is not doing right by Chloe since video of him cheating on her was published days before she gave birth to the child, Drew. Why aren't you paying attention to me? Uh, but despite appearances... It seems a revenge body. The, the revenge. That's the name of the baby. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it seems a revenge body star is pretty happy with Tristan right now. She made yet another one of her cryptic social media posts that appeared to allude her, to her relationship with him without spelling it out. She posted this quote: "If you don't fight for what you want, then don't cry for what you lost." The hell does that mean? And then she wrote, "Your negative thoughts are the enemy. No one else. If you made peace with yourself, your arguments would end with everyone." Huh? I hate those things. <laughs> the, the, the inspiring memes are the worst. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Speaking of memes, uh, fans of the Sandra Bullock mega hit Bird Box are so inspired that they are mimicking her and Netflix is less than flattered. The film, which has become the streaming service's best first seven-day showing in its history, 
has unwittingly launched a meme that has gone viral and is resulting in injuries. <laughs> of course it is. Uh, copying Bullock and other characters who are forced to carry out their activities blindfolded to avoid seeing the mysterious forces that are causing others to commit suicide. People are blindfolding themselves while riding scooters, climbing escalators, and ordering drive through and so on. And they're hashtagging the sometimes hilarious, sometimes scary results as Bird Box Challenge. I saw a guy with the, with the blindfold on at a fryer in a kitchen. Oh, sure. Go ahead and do that. Yeah. Why not? I, I'll tell you what, though. I was thinking the same thing. I mean, in the movie, when she's rowing down the river, yep. I, uh, that's all I kept thinking was, how could you possibly do that? Yeah, yeah. On Wednesday, Netflix responded to the sensation tweeting, can't believe we have to say this, but <laughs> please don't hurt yourselves with this Bird Box, challenge, Bird Box Challenge. We don't know how this started, and we appreciate the love. So they uh, they are recommending you don't blindfold yourself and try to do your day-to-day activities. Of course, that probably means at some point we should try something. Of course. Yeah. I mean, we I mean doing did. the show blindfolded yeah. would really be uneventful yeah. because you just stand in place. <laughs> right. But something, yeah, we, we've done our variations on it. Uh, has everyone here seen it? No. Yeah. Okay. I'm the only one who hasn't. I need to. Uh, it's good. Yeah. It's, I enjoyed it. I actually so did I. I, I watched the whole thing, and then a day or two later, I I wanted to see just the beginning because it's very very happens quickly. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to watch the beginning again, and I did, and then I started doing something else. I just left it on, and it the whole movie rolled again, and I, I wasn't watching as it as intently as I was the first time around, but yeah. I, I really liked it. So perhaps at some point, if we throw up a massive spoiler alert, Nick, you may need to leave the uh, the studio, uh, d- discuss some elements of it that people have issues with or have questions about. I know, Kathy, you have a couple of questions, right? Yeah, yeah. I do. I, um, just, I had a problem with the theme song running through the whole movie, you know what I mean? I went everybody It really undermined the heart. Yeah. I thought we would never hear that yeah. again. It made it less scary. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so what else we have for you? Uh, so on Monday night, Twitter was flooded with hashtags from fail to vagina steaming, mainly relating to NBC's New Year's Eve coverage in Times Square, New York. Baffled viewers took to social media to complain about the network for failing to broadcast a countdown clock or the ball drop in Times Square and also took aim at host Chrissy Teigen after she briefly explained vaginal steaming. She was explaining vaginal steaming to co-host Carson Daly about 15 minutes before midnight. Uh, Last year, the model shared photos on social media of her carrying around the remedy, which is said to cleanse the vagina and help regulate menstruation and ease period cramping. It involves sitting or squatting over a bowl of steaming herb-infused water for between 20 and 60 minutes. <laughs> wait, wait. This is hilarious. Look at this. Yeah, she got poked in the eye. Yes. The one? Oh, my yeah, God. I'm going to get to that. Yeah, yeah. So Gwyneth Paltrow had promoted the benefits back in 2015, uh, which roughly uh, can cost about 75 to 30 minutes in some spas. And uh, apparently that was uh, what she decided to talk about right before the ball dropped. Is it the new thing to bring your vagina down to the riverside and smash it on some rocks? Uh, you could try okay. that, certainly. Uh, but uh, she also copped a painful poke in the eye from co-host and comedian Leslie Jones' umbrella when they tried to hug during the broadcast. I mean, she got the point. She got pointed right in the eye. Right in the eye. Mm-hmm. So it was uh, it was an interesting evening for him. Did you guys see Jenny McCarthy? I didn't even know that was her. Uh, right. Is it worse? Uh, it, oh, my God, Preston. I'm not crazy, right? I'm sitting there, and she's talking. I'm like, wow, okay, I don't know who this person is. And eventually, because we didn't tune in until like five minutes before yeah, yeah, midnight. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, let's go back to Jenny. And I'm like, oh that's Jenny McCarthy. <laughs> Dear God. She's done way too much. She's done way I, too much. And her hair, her, her hair, this. Her hair looked crimped. like. Well, it looked like, if you've ever seen the movie The Wrestler. 
Yeah. Randy the Ram. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. what her he hair had better looked hair. like, I thought. Yeah. yeah. So it was platinum blonde, and it was matted <sighs> and wet, and she just... I, I didn't see any of it, so I, I didn't even see a picture of her. It, it looked weird, and it was off-putting. But I know yeah. people... Compl- or complained or made comments, whatever, last year that she didn't quite look herself. So I guess maybe she's done a little more this it was, year. It was strange. That's uh, where she everybody is, looked. It was a bizarre collection of all sorts of mishaps, and and uh, the rain was coming down like gangbusters. No, this yeah. was this was a few years ago. It, yeah. it was a nasty night. See, if she had to look like this, it, we would have said Jenny McCarthy. Well, uh, we're looking at video right now of her on E News, and uh, yeah, she looks better. So uh, th- that might have been earlier in the day, Steve. So it's possible. I don't uh, know what the hell they did, but it was not good. Yep. All right, so this is sad news. Legendary WWE interviewer Mean Gene Okerlund has passed away. He was 76 years old. Uh, He joined the WWE in 1984 after spending nearly 15 years in the AWA, and he remained with the WWE from uh, 84 to 93 and then worked for the WCW uh, from 93 to 2001. Just, you know, growing up, and and Casey, you and I are in the same age, like, you know, you get so wrapped up in the who's a good guy, who's a bad guy in the WWF at the time. And I, it was funny because when you look back on, like, who you trusted, I always trusted me and Gene. I was like, oh, of course. that guy's the voice of reason. He, yeah. he knows what he's talking about. He presented that way, too. And yeah. I, I think even outside of before I, I became, uh, I kind of let down the barriers and said, okay, I'm going to turn myself over to this and start enjoying wrestling a bit. Uh, he was a guy who was a good conduit. Well, yeah, and he is, listen, if you look at all of these guys over the years and the various wrestling at, at one point before WWE became, you know, this big national brand, you had your own local areas yep, yep. that had their own interviewers and so on. And these were the guys who stood there and they would be in between the two gigantic guys screaming at each other. Right. And they looked so docile and and uh, and fragile and but they were there all the time. And Gene was great like that. He just kind of he would have to hold the mic up at like his top of his head level because the guys were so big and he yeah. was so small. And he looked though he he looked like he was that diminutive that sort of well everyone looks diminutive next to those guys. But yep. he he his he he was so funny. Yep. Just for that. Yeah. The fact that he was this very staid composed guy trying to add legitimacy. Well, he added legitimacy. Not, yeah. not trying to. He totally added legitimacy to it. Like, to me, as as a kid watching yeah. who actually thought it was real. You, well, yes. And then you have this guy who is a straight man. He's just sitting there, and, he, and he's letting the, 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 the actors do their, their job. It's and, wild, though, Case. I, th- I thought that he may have come from, like, a... Uh, so he had a little bit of, a, of time in radio, apparently, but, but it was really... It, wrestling was his main broadcasting thing throughout oh, yeah. his life. Absolutely, that was it. It was a good. I gig thought they, for they maybe they grabbed it like an ex anchor somewhere and said, "Hey, you want to do this or a reporter?" Now nah, he guy, hadn't done really any of that. A guy that I that I, I worked for for a short time, who was a program director, did this type of thing in the uh, in the South. Okay, and and he was a guy who would sit there and hold the, the mic and just kind of while these people were screaming, and he would just look you know stoic and straight ahead. <laughs> uh, but he didn't get you know to the level that Gene did. Gene was the best at it. Period. Yeah. He was the most well known. He was from South Dakota. Remembered for several unique traits, including his signature mustache, his horseshoe pattern hair, and velvety voicing. He also notably had remarkable chemistry with Hulk Hogan, who would start each interview with Okerlund by uttering the famous phrase, Let me tell you something, mean Gene. (laughs) (laughs) And we have a couple of clips. We do, yeah. So here we go. This is uh, Hulk and Roddy Piper talking with Gene there. I've got to believe, folks, this occurred all because Rowdy Roddy Piper would not recognize Ric Flair as the real world's champion. Hulk Hogan 
the WWF champion, feels the same as Roddy Piper. Now, you know, Flair doesn't want Hogan's belt. He just wants to beat him. Whatever is left, Flair says he's going to leave for the Undertaker at the Survivor Series. Well, we'll have to see about that. He had a good delivery. A very yeah. good delivery. Very uh, mellifluous. Here's him uh, with uh, introing Andre the Giant. He, he was the first to introduce, uh, as per the, uh, the the clip and and uh, the, the explanation, uh, Andre the Giant to the world of wrestling. Oh. Come on in, if you would, please. Listen to this, ladies and gentlemen. The biggest professional athlete in the entire world. My guest at this time, Andre the Giant from Grenoble, France. Just exactly how tall are you, Andre? How much do you weigh? Seven feet, four and a half, and I weigh 497 pounds. Andre the Giant, you've done it all. 497 pounds. I, I mean, I wish I could get into wrestling today the way I was into it when I was a kid. You had people like... Um, Nick, do you remember Hillbilly Jim? Of course. I mean, the, the rollout of... <laughs> I love these characters. Steve, the rollout yeah. of Hillbilly Jim was brilliant. Yeah. He was just the guy that was in the crowd. Yeah. And, you know, and so he was in the crowd, you know, probably <laughs> for like a couple of months straight, and you're right. like, oh, look at this guy over here with the, the overalls and the, and the hat. I he's bought a, it. Yeah, he's a, big, bought, he's a big guy. I and bought then he, it. <laughs> sinker. Oh, and then he, all of a sudden, he's in, he's in the ring? They took this guy, <laughs> this guy out of the audience, not... Doesn't do this for a living, and now he's got a career. Somebody, yeah. There was a manager that came out of the audience too, uh, Casey. It was a larger black woman, and I can't remember what, who she was the uh, the manager for. But all of a sudden, now she's working ringside. You know, she just was a fan, and now she's working. Uh, in two thousand six, uh, he was uh, inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. Uh, and another uh, unfortunate passing as well. Curb your enthusiasm, actor Bob Einstein. Died at the age of 76. I grew up knowing him as Super Dave Osborne. I loved yeah. Super Dave Osborne. So years and years and years ago, there was a replace when they had replacement series. They had uh, the Smothers Brothers had a show, and then they had a show with Pat Paulson. Do you remember that Pat Paulson, Preston? No. Uh-uh. Okay, so that's the first time I saw him on that show, and he had you know he was doing that kind of humor, that sort of a naked gun ish type of humor, like absurdist stuff um, back then. The Super Dave stuff, I it never grew old for no, me. No. The, the 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 evil Knievel failure yep. was just classic. Also because of his explanations, he would go into this length, and it was the same setup, the same yep. joke. Mm-hmm. Here's what's going to happen, and it would fail immediately. Yeah. Now was that on? John Biner had a show. Bizarre, right? Yes, yeah. That was the show, right? Yeah, and he was the he was a feature. He was a yeah. writer on the show, and they would feature his stunts. Yeah, it was a it was a comedy sketch show with this yeah. guy John Biner, and it it didn't last very long. No, recall, no, but, no. Uh, but the but, character transcended it. Bit, yeah, it went yeah. on to to other things. I so. saw him on Letterman. I think that was yeah. like yeah. He, he was a Letterman favorite, right? Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Because he's he's the brother of Albert Brooks. Yeah, and um, which you, by the way, Albert Brooks's uh, birth name is Einstein, which would have made him <laughs> Albert Einstein. <laughs> right. So he changed a stage name to Brooks. So that's why, if you did not know that, those two were brothers. So. But you know what, Preston? As we're looking at the clip now, he also had his sort of mean gene guy, who was the reporter who was always yes. with him. Right, explaining right, what would right. go on. He had he had that telltale gravelly voice, and then yeah. obviously he, he's also known for his character on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, you could barely understand him the way he was yeah. such a, a rough voice, but he was great. He had been diagnosed with uh, cancer shortly uh, before he passed, unfortunately. I watched a clip yesterday from Curb uh, with him as Funkhauser, and it was when they had the, the Seinfeld reunion on Curb Your Enthusiasm, and he comes up and tells Jerry the dirtiest joke I've ever heard. <laughs> 
and it, the, his delivery is so straight on, and he, like he's a perfect foil to how crazy and manic Larry is. And and but Jerry genuinely laughs at Funkhauser's joke throughout the. It's just it's hilarious. He was he was genius for as far as deadpan delivery goes. He's was his was one of the absolute best. Speaking of deadpan, our friend uh, Richard Lewis tweeted Wednesday his role on Curb Your Enthusiasm was excruciatingly brilliant. Our cast and crew will be devastated. He was so loved. He told me how much he loved. Uh, Larry David and Curb, R.I.P. Buddy. So that's sad. We have a, a clip of him from Curb. Okay, cool. Yeah. Here we go. Let's uh, play that. Let me explain something to you. <laughs> I lost my dad a year ago. My mother just died. I'm an orphan. Okay? You know what? I'm an orphan. Orphan? Yeah, an orphan. You're a little too old to be an orphan. No, if you don't have oh. parents, you're an orphan. Oh, you could be 70 and be you an orphan? You could be 100 and be an orphan. Oh, you can't be 100 and be an orphan. Yeah, you can. <laughs> okay. Little Orphan Funkhouse. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a clip of him as Super Dave. All right, here we go. Super Dave, are you almost ready for today's stunt? Yes, John, I am. And I'm getting ready for what will probably be my most spectacular stunt. It's a very difficult stunt. I've never done it with a blindfold before, but... Now it's all between me and the man in the crane. And don't do anything until I say go. What they're going to try to do is crush me with an 11-ton metal... <laughs> <laughs> And every stunt would go horribly wrong. Uh, so that's sad news. But um, I mean, it would yeah. be all set up. Yeah. And the mounting anticipation of yeah. what will absolutely, assuredly go wrong. I have a vivid memory of him playing a piano on top of a tractor trailer mm-hmm. as it Going goes. under an overpass. <laughs> yes. Hilarious. 76 years old. So sad news there. Um, did you guys catch this? Bam, Margera is uh, headed back to rehab for a third run. Really? Uh, yeah, he he just stopped by a couple weeks ago. Uh, him and April came by, uh, and he posted on his official Instagram account Tuesday that he was checking himself in. He said, "Off to alcohol rehab for the third time," captioning a photo of him holding his son Phoenix Wolf, reading, "I am hoping the third time is a charm and that it's true." Uh, Margera was arrested about a year ago in L.A. for allegedly driving under the influence. Soon after that, he posted a photo uh, thanking friend Johnny uh, Shilareff, I think, for helping him check into rehab. He had talked to People Magazine back in 2016 about having a uh, having to relearn his skateboarding tricks after years of abusing alcohol. He said, I took a five-year hiatus from skating because I had bone spurs, so instead I was uh, making money by doing nightclub appearances, which basically was shooting photos and taking shots with the locals. So I was uh, S-bag wasted every night, and eventually I was like, this has to stop. Once I woke up in my own puke and piss, I knew I had to cut it off. So this is from 2016. Yeah. So obviously he relapsed, but he's uh, he's going to go and uh, try to uh, try to give it up and get some help. So we wish him the best. And then one last story. Uh, actually, you know, I can get a couple more in here. Yeah. Uh, for the new year. Let's go with somebody else giving up booze. Uh, Prince Harry is abstaining from alcohol and caffeine per the pregnant Duchess of Sussex request, according to the UK's Express. Is this uh, is this a common uh, thing? So you guys have all had the uh, the experience. Or did Rochelle ask you to give up booze? booze? Oh it's God. actually kind of the opposite. But you know what? He's got uh-huh. a. He's got a designated driver for his entire life. That's true. You know. That's true. As as a commoner. You have a built-in designated driver who's yeah. sort of the opposite, except for at the very, very tail end of the pregnancy. Sure. I did quit smoking, uh, and that has stuck. I've, it's been over you 16 quit years. With the, with with uh, Parker. Carter. 
Carter. Took the second kid for okay. that to kick in. Yeah. All right. Uh, but I quit smoking cigarettes, which is one of the best things I ever did. So, um, because we were both smokers. Right. Uh, which is so weird to, to look back at that. It's yeah. crazy. Um, so, Harry seems to be embracing the regimen. Uh, this is according to a source said all that uh, Megan did was show him that there's another way to live, and he's become a huge fan. He eats Stop well. Stop being that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm on edge. <laughs> I had no idea. He went all Mel Gibson. <laughs> Just totally. Wow. You wouldn't think for a royal. That would be... Uh... <laughs> you had a formidable pain in my buttocks. <laughs> uh, so the inside is... The, the inside. That's him panting. That's yeah. him? Is yeah, that... Mel. <laughs> Wait, hit that one more time, please. Uh, wow. <laughs> he was at a Starbucks when he was making that call, too, by the way. She said that uh, he eats well, doesn't position his body, exercises, does a bit of yoga, and is a lot happier. So apparently he's uh, he's mm. hanging in there and do, making My changes My sweetest wife, I shall do the same in kind. All right. assist you in the process. Uh, and also, uh, this is somebody who hasn't given up booze. Cindy Crawford and Randy Gerber's son, Presley Gerber, who is 19, was arrested by the Beverly Hills Police Department on December 30th. He was pulled over for speeding, then failed a sobriety test. Well, when you have a vast family fortune that was made off of booze. Yeah, you know, it, it might, might dabble. It might dabble. His attorney, Scott Spindle... Uh, said Presley Gerber was arrested and released on his own recognizance and no bail was posted. Presley Gerber has no criminal record and has never been arrested. Presley Gerber takes this very seriously <laughs> and is taking the steps. Sounds like Autophil wrote this. Necessary <laughs> to address his address the allegation. Presley Gerber is a dear friend. I am close with Presley Gerber. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, let's see, we'll do one last story. Uh, the Hollywood Foreign Press Association has announced that Sam Rockwell and Jessica Chastain will present awards at the 2019 Golden Globe Awards. Mm. Sandra Oh and Andy Samberg are set to co-host the Golden Globes on Sunday, January 6th. Hey, I was thinking over the over the break, did it, they ever announce a uh, host for the Oscars? They did not. Not yet. Okay. No. Yeah. Uh, this will air on... Johnny Bobbitt. NBC <laughs> at 8 p.m. Got time. You but, know what they should do? They should pick someone vastly more in affair. Just, just go for it. Yes. Yeah. This way you're virtually critic-proof if you absolutely intend on going after someone. Why not, you know? Uh, NBC is where you'll see the, uh, the Golden Globes, uh, and that is January 6th, by the way. So <laughs> this weekend. Well, hosted by Bill Cosby. All right, let's do the clips now. <sighs> The new movie Escape Room asks audiences which is scarier, being in danger or trying to survive. Here, actor Jay Ellis gives his two cents as to what makes this movie terrifying. I think you see not only obviously with these rooms that are designed to take your life, but you also see um, what people are willing to do to survive. I don't give a f- so these are inordinately large escape rooms, or like escape warehouses, judging by the trailer. Okay. And um, as you can imagine, uh, the people get killed. Yes. There's a. I, by the way, Preston, I saw there is an escape room that just opened up. At, I think it just opened up on Germantown Avenue in Chestnut Hill. 
Okay. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to. Uh, they're all over the place. They're all yeah. over. I'm all over. Really? So they're. Yeah, but I just. I'm, I'm going to check it out. Yeah. I'll yeah. be my first. Yeah. Oh, really? You haven't yeah. done one? No, I haven't. We did. I did uh, escape the bathroom, but that was too easy. We actually went to. <laughs> we went to Baltimore and did three of them. It, Are you kidding? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And did you get out of all of them? Of course we You're did. still in one. Yeah. We finished one with like 20 minutes to go. We oh, killed wow. it. Yeah. Yeah. So we're. So what do you do when you have the 20 minutes left? Do, you, do they give you a refund or? No, man. They should. They yeah. should. Yeah. <laughs> it's too easy. If you then. break the record or something like right. that, you should get a refund. Well, yeah. Each room has a record. So you do try to. We haven't done that. We haven't broken a record. They should give you an award, like an escapee. But we're pretty solid at them. Uh, escape room hits theaters tomorrow, by the way. Uh, let's do the next clip. Parody walks a fine line between trying to get a laugh out of the audience while still respecting the source material. Uh, here, Will Farrell talks about uh, how the humor in Holmes and Watson honors the original story. Here we go. Kind of split the difference between uh, being true to the style and the genre that you've come to expect. At the same time, making fun of it. So if you're well-versed in it, you'll you'll get a kick out of jokes that, that someone else who, who doesn't have any knowledge of the characters will still have just as much fun. Not a, but yeah. Uh, Holmes and Watson is in theaters now. Nick pulled up their, uh, the tomato score, the Rotten Tomato score. Bad. 9%. Bad. But you never know. You never know. It might be one of those that you watch and hate at first, and then you end up loving because of its silliness. I'm, I'm going to see it regardless, uh, but I was uh, reading a review from someone who is a big, in our realm, Preston, who goes to see Anchorman and thinks, okay, it's okay, and then watches it in subsequent viewings and grows to love it. Yeah. Who's now a massive Step Brothers fan for the same reason and just said, wow, this one was hard. That bad, huh? Yeah. Wow. But who knows? All right, and there you go. That's what I got for the first entertainment report of the year. That yes. one's in the bag, folks. Welcome uh, to the first President Steve uh, show for 2019. It's going to be a short week, as we have today and tomorrow. But the upside of that is the fact that we have our Word of the Week prize giveaway. It only costs you two letters this time around, so it's be pretty easy to do. Impractical Jokers are coming to town. We're sponsoring the show. And we're presenting, I should say, it's on the 19th at the Mets. We'll have a chance to win a four-pack of tickets for that. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in just a moment and see what all we're going to get into this morning. Stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. The Struts. You don't need to say you want Woo! Woo! Shine down. The Fever 333. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WNMR. Thank you very much, Kathy. Uh, we had some time off. Hopefully everybody uh, had a wonderful uh, vacation. It and, was. And a happy new year and Merry Christmas and all that yeah. great stuff. Yeah, it was good for you? I think so. It was yeah. restful. I mean, yeah. we um, we had the conversation prior to going into it that the, the, the phrase running on fumes. Yeah. Uh, after the, um, the Camp Out for Hunger, then the uh, Christmas Miracle broadcast. Those are yeah. two heavy mofos, as they say. So uh, it was good just to get some time to decompress. Yes. Anybody go anywhere? Uh, I went to Hershey for the New Year's Eve oh, celebration. Really? Yeah, it was it was really cool. <laughs> okay. And I was going to say, too, actually, um, Jay slept till 7 o'clock on Christmas morning. What? Really? Yeah. Okay. Like, he got up very uh-huh. early, like 4.30, and I was like, Santa didn't come yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Our rule is... Put some NyQuil in his pancakes. <laughs> Our rule is if it's dark, we ain't open in presents. Yeah. All right. We, we need, even if it's cloudy, a little bit of sunlight of some sort, and yeah, then yeah. we can do it. I was happy with seven. I'm like, okay. Yeah, We can get up good. at seven. Yeah. 
Uh, well, uh, apparently, you know, uh, people. Uh, well, I I almost want to say is, is this our first idiot of 2019, but that might be kind of <laughs> not so nice. Uh, because uh, this guy got hurt. I don't know who he is, but you, did you see the guy that was impaled? I hope not horribly. They, there's no. I, we don't know the level of of the deal. I, my guess is, judging by the reporting, Preston is not that bad. Impaled by one of the deer statues at Aiken's Oval. Oh, gee. Now, the yeah. deer charged him. The deer statue. Yeah. Is that right? I was up and close to this particular statue on Thanksgiving for the Thanksgiving Day Parade because Six ABC sets up their their staging area right around there, and they have. Uh, all the, basically part of the statue becomes their hospitality area. Yes, yeah. And so I was like right up next to these deer. They're, it's an amazing statue. If you ever take a good close look at the Aikens Oval Fountain and all yeah. the statues around there. But apparently a 21-year-old yeah. on Tuesday, which was, that was New Year's Day, right? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, was climbing on the fence, and he slipped and fell on the deer statue. Oh, geez. All right, so what part of his body was impaled? All it says, he was impaled on the deer statue, causing a laceration (sighs) and bleeding. That's all that I know. So when when I heard the story, I automatically thought to this this vision, this thing that I, I saw when I was younger, I'm... And there, there's a photo evidence of this, if you guys can find it, because it was probably, sorry, it was the summer of maybe 87. The summer of impalement. Well, I had come back from vacation. We always went to Ocean City. I came back yeah. from vacation, and the front page of the Daily Times had a picture of this kid who was climbing a fence near Fitzgerald Mercy Hospital, and he fell, and the... The top of the fence was one of those, like, iron yeah. fences, went through his neck and oh, out his my. mouth. What? And they had a picture of it. He was fine. It didn't hit any vital, like, things. I think I his... remember this. And, I mean, but there, I mean, it, it kind of scarred Did this get national press? I don't know if it caught yeah. national press. So I just know it was on the Daily Times. So, <laughs> for me, that was national. National press. Um, but it, it kind of scarred me, you know, because there was yeah. just this picture of this kid, like, ah. And he was I, little... I, 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 no comment. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. Would you like to no comment. tell us what happened? I'll talk uh, later. I'll let you update it. It amazes me when things like that happen. Yeah. You, so uh, my, I, I would again with this guy with the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the horn uh, impalement. I'm thinking leg. For some I, reason, I, I hope. hope. So. I hope. I hope it wasn't. But it. apparently, you can survive if it goes right through your head. He, he was listed in stable condition. Um, Casey, where where did this take place? All right, so there's a there's where a exactly? Fitzgerald Mercy Hospital in Darby. Darby, okay. I think right. it's Darby. Um, yeah, so there's a big. Uh, there might be a. Um, it might be a, uh, a cemetery that's that okay. is like near and, and it's where they bury everyone who gets impaled on the. Uh, well, that that fence is that also kind of cool because all these trees have grown into the fence and yeah, stuff. Yeah. It's it's a really really kind of cool looking uh, area there, and so he was climbing a, th- a fence there and had all those spikes at the top of the fence. Now there's the there's the fence that goes by the cemetery. Is that on Sprawl Road? Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, St. Peter and Paul. Where every now and then you'll see a deer. Uh, I've seen it impaled. Uh, I mean, like oh really? Yeah, it trying to jump through the fence yeah. and gets stuck. That's pretty gnarly. Uh, but apparently, it's this like deer kebabs. Uh, this guy, imagine that falling on the deer statue, and you get <sighs> impaled. And I would love I, I to find know. out his status. Yeah, I don't, he was taken to Hanuman uh, Hospital. So yeah. he was listed in stable condition. That's all, right. all that I know. So, well, I'm remembering another story. I wasn't alive when this happened, but my cousin, uh, who is... impalement memories. Well, he almost died. I mean, really? he, yeah, he was uh, uh, at um, uh, Villanova. He was a student there. So I, maybe I was like one or two years old at the time. 
Um, but he and friends were jumping fences, and he jumped over a fence, came down on a wrought iron um, uh, post, went through his thigh, hit an artery. I mean, he was bleeding Whoa. out. Now, there's like spurting blood. Spurting you have blood. a spike go through someone's head. That kid survives. Yeah. And this this guy almost dies. I mean, he, he, had, or, yeah. he, was, he was in the hospital for, for months. Wow. Months and months. <laughs> Marissa? Uh, this is a story I needed to hear because I've climbed that statue a whole bunch of times trying to watch fireworks down at the art museum because if you imagine like you're in a crowd of people and you just want to get higher and higher to get you know, the yeah. best view of the fireworks. That deer statue is really high. Or buck, what is it? Uh, I think well, it's, a, it's, it's a, a deer yeah. that is yeah. a buck. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. It's really high. Yeah. And it's if you cheap. fell off of that, then it's it's pretty, yeah. I, I've tried to get as tall as that one, and it's really? I can't reach it. Yeah, slipping Hopefully. down. And they're, they're fairly, obviously, you, you see them. They look fairly sharp. You know, yeah. I mean, if, especially if your body weight's coming down on top of it. Yeah, hopefully dude's going to be okay. So uh, that was an interesting story. Another local interesting story. Uh, a police chief's search for the source of music blasting across the Delaware River and disturbing New Jersey residents has apparently paid off. Yes. It's an interesting story. And this was happening on Christmas Eve. So the same heavy bass music that in October had been plaguing, re- uh, plaguing residents of uh, New Jersey towns of Penns Grove, Carney's Point, and Pennsville was back. Hundreds of calls came in. They flooded the Salem County, New Jersey 911 center. Over and over again, dispatchers were forced to tell callers there's nothing they could do about it. The music was, wasn't was coming from New Jersey. It was coming from Delaware. Um, but all they could do was refer the calls to Newcastle County Police. Uh, now, according to uh, John Stranahan, who's the chief of police in Penns Grove, he said, finally, I just I got my vehicle and I drove over there. Well, it also he, he took his he took his New Jersey right police car. I'm going to go and went over to Delaware to check this out. I think the fact that there was probably a limited amount of people out on the uh, out on the uh, roads or out and about probably yeah. helped him get to the bottom of it. So he apparently made his way to uh, to Wilmington, and he would let his ears lead the way. He's every few blocks, he would pull over and get out of his car and listen. That's wild. He said you could mm. clearly hear it, but that whole area, he said, is really industrial. The rhythmic thumping bass led him first to the uh, Calmer Nickel Foundation and then to Wilmington Industrial Park. He continued down 7th Street and uh, apparently... Uh, found the confluence of the Christiana River and Brandywine Creek. And there they were, four vehicles and a group of men. <laughs> and apparently the thing that may have been where all this was coming from was a big van with a gigantic sound system yeah. parked near the water's edge. Its doors were open with the mammoth speakers facing out toward the Delaware River. And he said, unfortunately, when I pulled up in my car, they panicked, he said, and everyone took off. Uh, so he took a bunch of pictures. He managed to record two of the vehicle's license plate numbers, uh, which is a huge break in the case. He said, I wasn't going to get out and confront them. I'm from out of state. So yeah, yeah, yeah. had no jurisdiction there whatsoever. Uh, but the park is extremely dark at night. He didn't get a good look at them either. He said, but I know this much. I know exactly where they are, and that puts an end to the music for now. So they know where it's coming from. It's wild that he yeah. was able to, uh, just by sound, locate them. Yeah. Uh, he harbors no ill will toward the men playing the music. Uh, he said, I was just hoping to get to one of them so I could explain to them what's going on. He said, they may not know. Uh, there may not be an intention to disturb people on the other side of the river. They're in a desolate area after all. He said that, uh, 
Uh, by the way, he doesn't have a jurisdiction in Delaware. He was turned over. He turned over the license plate numbers to the Wilmington Police Department in hopes that they're going to track that uh, those guys down. I'd be curious to see how this plays out. because uh, So you assume that they're violating some sort of noise ordinance, right, if it's that loud? I guess so. Or but it, w- what hours is it being played? I don't know if people are complaining in Delaware, right. which is where it's originating, right. which kind of... <laughs> or across yeah. the river. Yeah, across the river. Kind of muddles and does that matter? Yeah. Right. I you don't think know. they were pointing it at the river on purpose, knowing that the sound would travel? It's possible. Maybe. In a certain yeah, direction? I mean, it's, it's the whole story is odd. Yeah. So um, I just thought that was kind of interesting that two things like that have happened, or at least they've solved the one and we had the impaling. Uh, on uh, the first couple of days of the What a way to year. start the new year. Yeah, exactly. Did you do the perfunctory uh, resolutions or uh, like not no, being impaled? No. Yeah, yeah. I, I was, will I was, not be impaled this year. <laughs> I was watching uh, a report that said uh, people admitting to resolutions is down to like 35, 36%. Yeah. Well, like what? Peop- the- most people are skipped. The majority now are skip the the resolutions. Yeah. What are the? There's a day, Preston, where it's like the most depressed day of the year because it's when people have given up on their. Resolutions. Oh, they realize they yeah. failed their resolutions. Yeah, it's like yeah. in two weeks from now, yeah. something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not too far off, and it's like a Tuesday or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's two weeks, uh, the first Tuesday, two weeks after the new year. Why set yourself like up for that? Yeah. Don't, don't make know. any resolutions, and you'll be happy. I mean, we have. Uh, I I got in a lot of gluttony. Over the holiday, I started off pretty good, and then I fell into that. And I'm like, okay, I'm a, I'm going to get my fill. For what, now. what 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 was your downfall? Oh, everything, everything. Yeah, just whatever. Whenever I felt like eating, like last night, I went and had a big big ass double cheeseburger. <sighs> Knowing that today, <laughs> God damn, you know what I got into? Way back Garland. Better. You got into Started Garland. Tons of Garland. Ooh, Delicious. Good for you. I know. Yeah. Uh, Blue Monday is a name given to a day in January. Typically, the third Monday of the month claimed to be the most depressing day of the year. When's your birthday? It's this month? Yeah, it's the 25th. The 25th, okay. I haven't even looked at what day of the week that is. Do you know how old you are? I do. (laughs) Okay, this year you know. This year I've I've remembered how (laughs) old. All right. It's a Friday, Press. You get a a nice Friday birthday. Ooh, okay. We're going to have a pick a lily in that day. Yeah. (laughs) That's who's coming in? Yeah. We have have to plan something. Chicken wing. (laughs) Press's birthday. New Year's Eve, did you guys do anything besides watch uh, Jenny McCarthy's Bizarre Face? Oh, man, that was chilling. Uh, I did something that was a lot of fun, actually. Uh, uh, the wife and I, the missus, the old lady, uh, we went to the uh, <laughs> to the Mishulu. Uh, they had fireworks at 6 and midnight over the river. Hey, did those go off? They did. Because the weather was so terrible. They, they were absolutely set. And Good. It was an amazing display. So... Uh, had dinner at five, and then what they did is right before the main course comes out, they they come out and they told everybody go up on deck. The fireworks are, oh. are going to start. It's a wonder. I mean, that vantage point is awesome. It was crappy. That was raining, obviously. Yeah. yeah. So, but you were undercover, and uh, it was it was a good time. And then we got we just left and went back home and 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 relaxed. Being out and about had no fascination. I was looking at those poor bastards at Times Square on TV. I'm like, oh, yeah. God. How oh, miserable. Yeah. Not only that, the people who are there, you know, have been there for hours yep. wearing diapers, a lot of them. Yep. You oh, know, it's ridiculous. It's horrific. Yeah. You know, um, what I. So a lot of times when you have little kids, they'll do, like, Please Touch Museum will yeah. do it at, like, at noon. They'll do a countdown to noon on, you know, because yeah. nobody's up till midnight. Pussies. We, we went uh, bowling. We were down the shore. And so we went to Island Bowl in Wildwood. And they, we did the earlier one, so like three to six or whatever. Um, and they did a countdown, uh, and it was oh. just so weird. Did they have fireworks? No, no, yeah. we were inside. But, oh. but they, they did a countdown in the bowling alley, and it wasn't even like it was like six o'clock or five o'clock on the dot. It was like 
5.07 and 30 seconds. And they're like, okay, we're going to start counting down from 25. It's so and arbitrary. It was so arbitrary. It was like, what we're just, now we're just counting. Now we're just counting. And then, all right, on the count of 10, we're going to make noise. You know, we weren't even counting down for anything. But, like, so ultimately what I realized is that it doesn't matter. That's how the Nazis got started. I mean, it really does not And now we're just going to count. We're going to count down from 10 until everyone's going to go, wee. <laughs> and then we go after the Jews. I had no idea that uh, yeah. Nazism started. Started in a bowling alley. I had uh. no idea. <laughs> um, Once you get supporters, then you move on. So, first of all, if I go uh, the entire rest of my life and never make it to Times Square for New Year's Eve, I'll be fine with that. I, yeah. I, can, I can live the rest of my life and, and never do that once, and I'll be okay. Uh, but second of all, Steve, I was in the city. I was in Philly uh, as well on for New Year's Eve. What was that like? Um, it, it was not. I was really surprised at how few people were out. And maybe I shouldn't have been because the weather was so terrible. Yeah, like driving it sucked. Around, it was awful. But getting into the city was pretty easy uh, during the day. And then uh, it just was... From my perspective, anyway, it was just calm. Like yeah. there, it was sort of a random night in in the middle of the week, and you know, people were out partying, but not crazy. Mm-hmm. I spoke to a few people because we had we had some friends over. We we host on on New Year's Eve, and I felt crappy on New Year's Eve. So did a few of my guests, yeah. and we were like, "Yeah," and we've heard from other people they were feeling lousy. I didn't have a. I, I was just. I didn't touch one sip of alcohol on New Year's Eve. That's oh, how Eve. crappy I felt. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the whole break. Oh, are you kidding oh, me? Yeah. You're not dead. Are you you said right? later on you thought it might have been the asbestos dip. Uh, yeah. Probably shouldn't have served that. Uh, but I was beat, man. And we did, you know, uh, Happy New Year, man. Everybody, everybody get the hell out. All right, bye. Yeah, I'm going to bed. You done? Dan's I fell asleep go. before midnight. I did. <laughs> did you? I fell asleep before midnight. My kids woke me up uh, with about 30 seconds or so, maybe two minutes or whatever, to go until midnight. So we were watching on the Roku, all right? Yeah. Um, we were streaming the New Year's Rockin' Eve. Just bragging and like a bastard. I'm totally bragging. No, it's just funny because... I don't know, maybe like 10 seconds before midnight hits, I look at my watch, and I realize that the stream is about two minutes behind real time, <laughs> and it's already 12.02. I'm like, guys. Well, you got to figure around the world. There's, mm-hmm. It's already happened a few times. Yeah, yeah. I found the broadcast really, you missed Dick Clark. You, you missed, there was there was a little bit more, I don't know, the, the lead up was really underwhelming on, on, on the different channels. Yeah. You know, which I just, I, maybe it was the, the weather. I don't know what it was, but it just, there used to be more of a sense of something. Well, and it's just not there anymore. And, and, and I've, I've, I've lost touch with pop culture because the, the quote-unquote celebrities that they pull yeah, out yeah, yeah. That are so low-level in my mind now. Yeah, who mean, are they? Hi, it's Aja. Well, and and it would be they're they're YouTubers yeah, and yeah. so forth, oh. and they used to really bring in like A list actors, right? And, and, they, they, and so forth. And I'm like, now third tier models yeah. Yeah. with a reality show on uh, Hulu. Yeah. I did see uh, Carson, no, not Carson, Carson uh, Cooper, yeah. Anderson Cooper, Anderson Cooper. He and, uh, did a yeah. shot of something. Yeah. Did you see the video and the and the audio of him after he did the shot? Yes, because he was like, yeah! it was him and Andy Cohen. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he looked no. like a cartoon character. He looked like a Beavis, maybe. Yeah, not yeah. My, my, my heart, my chest is on fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember weird. his laugh? Yeah, it's like yeah. a little girl. It's a girl laugh. Yeah. So he probably drinks 
alcoholic. Oh, I don't know if I remember it as being, you know, I, I remember being more impressed by the ball and, yeah, yeah. we're watching the footage right now. He looks like Beavis. Does he not look like yeah, Beavis? We're looking, at a, we're looking at video of him right now, and yes, it, he does have that kind of Beavis shape to his face while he's opening his mouth like that. Ooh, case. he's I, had I, a little face work done, too. Who, Anderson yeah. Cooper? Yeah. Yeah, it looks a little weird. We ended up doing, uh, I, I did put together my, my big... Uh, <laughs> I saw that your yeah. scavenger hunt. Yeah, for New Year's <laughs> Eve. How was it? Go? This year we did. I, I did a little bit different. It wasn't just a scavenger hunt. I called it the uh, the Preston's Ready Player Run. Oh, so, so I keyed it off of Ready Player One. Look at I, you, so inventive. And I hid the uh, the crystal key, the jade key, and the copper key somewhere on the streets of Harleysville, Pennsylvania. How many people playing? Uh, there were uh, thirteen. Okay, so we had three teams, and uh, and I had a series of clues. Uh, that led you to different locations that had these little containers that I hid that had riddles inside of them. And the riddle would give you a number. And then I had a, a grid that you had to put the numbers in. Wow. They eventually spelled out a phone number, which was my voicemail here at work. <laughs> oh, is I, that what you're recording? I came into work All to right. record. So I recorded a special voicemail. And then once they got that, it led them to the second to last clue, which was a lockbox that I had hidden on a friend's property. In and the neighborhood. Uh, in a different neighborhood. What, what was in the box? Weed? No, no, no. And in, in that box <laughs> oh. was the last clue, which led you to another neighbor's house. And then uh, you open up that box, and you had to pick one of the keys that was there. So, wow. That yeah, was cool. That's yeah, fun. Apparently, I just missed you on, I guess it was on Sunday, because I had to come, uh, come in and record some audio. So you were here recording the voicemail that yeah. people had to call? All right. Yep. Can we hear it? Or does it? Uh, is it? Would it be entertaining at all? Yeah. Um, well, you were testing. You were testing if you could get a uh, record a message in the office, and I was wondering what you were doing that for. I, I can, but there, there's an F word in it. No, there's an address. There's a, okay. There, oh, there's oh, okay. Marissa will do it. She'll just edit out the address all right, part. Marissa, can you grab it? I'll, I'll give you the the phone number to call. Um, I'll write it down for you. You have it. Okay, she's got it. She's right, got don't worry about it. it. Does it start off with stop being that? Yeah. <laughs> I did my best now throughout the whole thing. You but should I, have. I worked really hard on it. I worked. I spent a lot of time. And then you felt like crap? Setting it up and then I felt lousy. That yeah. so you, and it rained. I was like, oh, yeah. you got to be kidding me. <laughs> so um, so they, it was going on while you were kind of not feeling good. Yeah, yeah. So I stayed home while yeah. they ran out and did this because some of the clues were like, you know, text me uh, a picture of you getting a piggyback from uh, a stranger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I will send you the next number. Or uh, have someone flip That's off funny. the camera. And, uh, you know, so, I, so you had to send pictures and video. Right. And you also had to go find these clues and stuff. It was it was cool. They loved I it. I feel like you should probably add one tiny little sense of danger in there, like where if they get the clue wrong, they're breaking the window to somebody's car and and or something along those lines, like like, like, like a home invasion. Yeah, we're like okay, they have I to, can they have to get kidnap, arrested for yeah, this. kidnap someone. <laughs> there are children uh, in this game as well. Yeah. So. All right. Okay. So there you go. That's why you wouldn't get arrested. It's like, hey, it's just kids. <laughs> Cops don't arrest kids. Cops don't arrest kids. Hey, it's okay. I have a kid with me. <laughs> this home invasion, it's okay. Oh, you have a child with you, then home invasion's totally legal. <laughs> but I'm thinking about maybe doing a uh, a video on how to to do this yourself. Yeah, you do it all the time, and Show you're very good at it. it. You love it. It's uh, how how many hours to play it? Uh, it the the winning team came back in an hour and three minutes. That's oh, not wow. bad. One hour and three wow. minutes. So the the last place team had a, it was an hour and forty five. So they were out there for a while. <laughs> all right, so they all start at your house and then disperse. Three different locations. Holy crap! Because and and I say, all right, team A, you go here. Team B, you go there. And TC, team C, you go there. And then I texted them a video of the introduction of the game. All at You're the same all time. You're all idiots. 
<laughs> what? I want to see the video of the intro. Uh, Are you there with the pipe? I have it on my phone. Um, in the library? No. Um, I don't think well, so. we can um, we can plug that in here. Oh man! Okay. Twenty years ago, a monkey mated <laughs> with a man. <laughs> The creature that was formed became Skillet. Oh, what? <laughs> so what do you want to start with, the voicemail or the video? Here, this is the, the setup. Okay, so it's me. I'll just play a little bit of it because I'm yeah. not going to play you the whole thing. Uh, this is me holding a, a copy of the book Ready Player One, and then I bring it um, as if I'm reading it, and then I bring it down, and I look at the camera, and I go, oh, hi there. So let's see if the, the audio comes through. So this is me. Oh, hi. It's Welcome you. Welcome to New Year's Eve 2019. A lot of information here, so I made a cheat sheet, and I included it in your packet as well. Greetings, adventure. Oh, by the way, yes, everybody everybody got a packet ah. to open up. Uh, of plans this year. In the past, we've had a night of gathering items, or pics and video, or following clues for hidden items. Tonight, we combine all of those for Preston's Ready Player Run. I have supplied you with a series of hints that will lead you to locations that have clues that will reveal numbers. Now it's up to you to decide what to do with these numbers. The clues will be in small containers just like this. Now, there are three copies of each clue per container. One for each team, so only take one. Hmm. Now I'm sure that one of you it's has Google no, it's, it's... Plays on your phone, so... Feel free to use these when you need to figure out clues. So, I, 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 how much how much driving around and, and dropping off and prep did you have to do? It took me an hour to put everything in place. Huh. That's not that, not that bad. bad. Yeah. And then, and so cool. what? I also checked. I did all the searches on Google to make sure that they would go to what they needed to go to. Somebody's mm-hmm. at the like the purple orchid. <laughs> I'm here. If you have problems finding, so anyway, it goes on, and I explain that's cool uh, what you need to do, and and there's penalties if you have to call me for clues and all that stuff. So, ah. all right, and then here was here was the voicemail. All right, yes. all right. And once you got the phone number, you called it, and this was uh, my voicemail. Good work, adventurers. You're almost home. Two more stops, and you are complete. Now you might want to write this part down. You'll find the final clue at the front of a long driveway to a residence at. Unfortunately, the combination to this clue is very dull. D-U-L-L, dull. Good luck on the rest of your quest. Oh, and this wouldn't be a ready player game without an egg. So bring me one, or I'll dock you an extra two minutes on your time. That's a real chicken egg, by the way. Good luck. By the way, do you know what the so the 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 clue that I said the the combination is dull d u l l dull yeah so what I had on the box when you found it it was locked up with what's called a directional lock yeah. okay and so dull is down up left left uh, ah did they get it yeah they got it I was thinking d u l l I'm like no so I'm dull a little more cryptic <laughs> yes a little more cryptic so. <laughs> I'm down dull I win. So we did that, and then I also did another game that I set up, which is, uh, so the families that were there, we've vacationed with before, so I did a Jeopardy-style game with all questions about the vacations we've been on. That's pretty awesome, well, I spent a lot of, I spent Do they ever do anything, or are they just freeloaders? They're just freeloaders. Sons of bitches. I'm the only one that does it. I, I know. But I like doing stuff Yeah, you, like you clearly do. It's fun. So that was my, we, we played games <laughs> on New Year's Eve. Well, there you go. <laughs> Listen, that's totally yeah, cool. Man. It was it was, a, it was mellow. It, it seems to be mellow for everyone. I'm sure, Marissa, did you tear it up, or were you... 
Actually, no. Uh, New Year's Eve was pretty lame because of the rain, but uh, we actually went down to the Eagles... Redskins game the day before. Right. There you go. So we kind of blew our load that day. <laughs> Jesus. Shot your load? Oh, yeah, all over the back of the cab. Well, our partying. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. <laughs> 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 you guys laugh. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, so yeah, so we went down, and then we stayed over in D.C., and then I met up with some friends in D.C. and made our way back, and it was pouring rain, so we just grabbed dinner at a restaurant nearby. Squirting all the way. Yes. Yeah, wow. Exactly. You must okay. have been there, Steve. And then... Uh, uh, yeah, we took an Uber over to a friend's house, and we were talking to our Uber driver who had been driving since 8 p.m., and he said that the uh, prices weren't surging. Oh. So as what Nick was saying, where all these guys are out driving, hoping that they're going to get all these New Year's fares, um, it was really low. But then at, like, 1230, it went skyrocketing. So. Uh, as you would imagine. Yeah, but wow, well, that, that indicates it was fairly low-key then. Well, it could have been worse. could have been like John here on the phone line. Hi, uh, John, good morning. Hey, am I on the air? Yeah. yeah. Oh, sick. Sick. <laughs> sick. Sweet. Sick. So, uh, so yeah, long story short, real fast, uh, I went down to Sea Isle for you know, New Year's uh, with the lady and myself. And, uh, Your special we lady. Got a, yeah, we, we got a cabin, and we got, did, you know, did the whole thing. We went and got a dinner at a real nice restaurant. Uh, so we come back. It's like 1030, 11 o'clock. Uh, it's dark in the cabin. You can't see anything. We're, we're using flashlights. Uh, I go to grab a red solo cup. I look in my red solo okay. cup. I look down and I'm like, is that, is that dirt? And I'm like, I shake the cup. No, it's sand fleas or mite or something. Oh, awesome. And I'm telling you, I look down, I looked at her. I said, babe, look at this. And she said, no, we're leaving. I, we, and we were looking around the, um, uh, the cabin itself and it is Filled. And I'm uh, hundreds. You, you, you can't count. They're oh. just the floor is moving. So you think so they were, they were drawn in because of the the warmth, or or what? What do you think caused them to um, infest the inside there? I think it was the rain drove them to where it was dry, and they know that it's dry because it's propane heat inside the cabin at all times. It only gets to like 50 degrees in there, even though the outside would be like wow. 20 or 30. So oh, I would have freaked the f out. We got home with about five minutes to spare, and I got to watch Christina Aguilera. <laughs> oh, my right, right. God. Dude, that sucks, <laughs> That's man. Awful. Yeah, man. Wow. Nasty. All right. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. Yeah. I can't even imagine. It's always mm-hmm. been worse. Well, all right. Well, anyhow, hopefully your New Year Eve celebration was a little bit better than that, and uh, <laughs> everybody had a good one. Yeah. yeah. All right, listen, we need to take a break because i got to do the first. Uh, everything's the first, by the way, of the year. Yes. Today. we got to do the first Bizarre File of 2019. So we'll take a quick break. We'll come back in just a moment or two. And don't forget, we also have an announcement uh, at the end of the program today when Pierre gets in. So we'll have those details for you, something that I think you shall enjoy. It might be quite profitable for you. We'll take a break and be right back. Stay with us. Here comes the MMRB. Saturday from 2 to 4. Jackie Bam Bam rocks sizzling Saturday at Sprint, 5602 Concord Pike in Wilmington. Get the best price on unlimited plans and no activation fees on new lines. Plus, win concert tickets and other prizes. MMR and the Franklin Institute have teamed up to send you to rock like a Viking. Go to WMMR.com for the chance to win a trip to the Roskilde Festival in Denmark. Want a true-to-life Viking experience? Go to the Franklin Institute's Vikings Beyond the Legend exhibit. Tickets and info at fi.edu. 93.3 WMMR. Everything and everywhere that rocks. Let us do the Bizarre File. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. Yeah. 
Brought to you this morning by Jack Frost and Big Boulder Ski Areas. There's something for all of the snow lovers in your family at Jack Frost and Big Boulder Skiing, Snowboarding, or Snow Tubing. Go to JFBB.com and save up to 50% on lift tickets. JFBB, where the snow comes first. Well, a Des Moines man was jailed Monday after police said he assaulted a convenience store clerk with a banana. A banana? Uh, Police responded to reports of a dispute at the Quick Trip. According to police, the store clerk reported being chased around the store by 26-year-old Rogelio Tapia after trying to intervene in his domestic situation. Police received witness reports claiming that Tapia chased the clerk around and threw items at him, including a banana. Police reports... Listen, man, drop the banana. It's not worth it. A police report said Tapia caused around $1,000 uh, worth of damage. He is charged with assault on persons in certain occupations, simple assault, interference with official acts, and third-degree criminal mischief. <laughs> All for the banana. An argument over the price of cigarettes escalated. Now, here's how you complain. There you go. Over the price of cigarettes escalated after a man brought a loaded rifle into a Florida convenience store. Well, he just upped the ante from the banana. He couldn't let that go. Yeah, That's how you make a point. Police said they arrested 60-year-old Robert Miller after he became upset over the price of two packs of cigarettes. This is goddamn ridiculous. Officers said Miller brought the loaded assault rifle into the store. I figured I'd kill some people. Maybe that'll bring the price down. He initially left because the price was $11 and he only had 10, investigators said. He became so upset about the dollar difference that he returned with his rifle to confront the clerk. Surveillance video showed that he left... What am I, Bill Gates? He left the store without injuring anyone. We're looking at a screen cap of Mm -hmm. this. Look at it. Yep. I mean, dude was pissed. Give this man some cigarettes. A judge gave Miller a $25,000 bond, a GPS ankle monitor, and ordered him to stay away from the store. Yeah. Here we go. Florida man. Florida man. Uh, I love this story. Uh, And it's out of Australia. A man overheard shouting death threats at a spider sparked a massive police response. I can't blame him. Neighbors of the man in Perth became concerned when they heard him shouting, Why don't you die? (laughs) Repeatedly. The caller also reported hearing a child screaming. Multiple police units responded with their (laughs) lights and sirens flashing. However, when they arrived at the property, it was revealed that the man had only been trying to kill a spider as his serious fear of the insect. I guarantee you Australian spiders are a robust lot. Yeah. Uh, His wife, who was in the property at the time, confirmed that their child had also been screaming. The man later apologized to police for the confusion. But you're hearing hearing a child screaming. Yeah. You're hearing someone screaming, why won't you die? You would put two and two together. You call the police. Yes. And apparently... Sorry, it was just a spoiler. Everything was uh, was okay after that. A California man was arrested after police said that he bit a large chunk of a man's ear off during an argument about conspiracy theories (laughs) while they were in a hot tub. (laughs) Was there alcohol involved by any chance? Oddly enough, this wasn't in uh, in Florida. This is in Utah. In Utah? Yeah. Uh, detectives received a call that stated a victim had been assaulted by Brian David Boyack. Come join me in the hot tub and we'll talk about contrails. And a large chunk of his ear had been bitten off. Detectives have made, uh, detectives made contact with the victim at the emergency room. And we're told that Boyack had bitten the victim's ear following a conversation about big corporations and conspiracy theories while the two were in a hot tub. 
The victim said that it's he... It's not how you debate. victim said he worked for a big banking business, and Boyack took issue with the fact, and an extremely heated argument began. Detectives... Aren't you supposed to be calm and relaxed in a hot tub? Yeah, right? That's... Is that where you go to relax? That's the whole experience is about. What are you talking about volatile topics for? Detectives learned that the victim locked Boyack out of his home, and Boyack picked up patio furniture and started hitting the front of the house. <laughs> the victim stated... Take us to the hot tub. The victim stated that he went out of the home to tell Boyack to stop damaging the home and was attacked. And during the attack, detectives stated that Boyack held the victim to the ground and bit off a chunk of his ear. What are you whispering in my ear? After the victim was bitten, Boyack got into his truck and drove off. Uh, investigators were able to locate locate Boyack, but were late they uh, but were later contacted by him. They weren't able to find him, I'm sorry, and he was taken into custody after turning himself in. He was booked into jail for one count of mayhem. Think about think about chewing someone's ear off. Oh, the, you have the, to, The yes. cartilage, uh-huh. the soft teeth. Yeah. Ew. You, t- you have you turned have to, into an animal, an animal at that point, if you were doing that. Wait, so exactly. he, he did that. He did that with the ear, and all he got was charged with was mayhem? Mayhem, yeah. Okay. So maybe more charges coming. I'm not really sure about that. You know that. what happened? The big corporations came to his rescue. <laughs> <laughs> Proving his point. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Oh, this is, you hear about this uh, from time to time. A four-year-old Wisconsin boy is spending the hosp- the holidays in the hospital after a Christmas present sent him into surgery. He had to have part of his colon and intestines removed. Jeez. Because he ingested parts of a popular magnetic all oh, these suckers, yeah. Yeah, Beck White got sick right around Christmas. His mother, Jennifer, said at first she thought that her son had the flu, but she said he started to vomit a very dark color. It looked like coffee grounds. At that point, I knew something was very wrong. White and her husband rushed her son to the hospital. He was sent into surgery. An x-ray showed that he had swallowed the magnets inside his toy. Uh, she said he had swallowed 13 of them. Oh, what, what, my what, God. So what kind of toy was it? I don't really they, they, know. They, they do have those... Uh, Sort of connects, or I don't know what they call them, but they're yeah, you I, build with them. But they're for older kids, and and younger kids swallow them, and that can become an issue. Yeah, once the magnets were inside him, they started to cut holes in his intestines. Oh. Wait, those, and, are, those are magnetiles, right? Is that what yes, you're talking about? Yeah, Steve? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she shared the story on Facebook so that others would know about the damage, the dangers of these magnetic toys. So that's pretty nasty. Yeah, because they they get inside and then they connect through the tissue. Yeah, and then they it it kills the yeah. tissue. All right, and then uh, one last story, and let's end with, yeah, let's end with this one. There was a big mess at a Memphis motel Thursday night after a guest got gross and began flinging feces in the lobby. Now, was this feces he had generated himself, or Actually, did they have it in a bin? It was a woman. A woman? Uh, it happened around 7.20 p.m. at the airport inn. Police said they responded to the motel three times Thursday because of the alleged antics of Bernstein Wright. Uh, The first time police had motel staff told them that she was drunk and wandering the motel, causing a disturbance. Officers said she slammed a door on an officer's foot when they arrived and used the bathroom on herself. (laughs) Police gave her a warning and left. So she just got a warning for all that. But they were called back. Wasn't enough. Less than an hour later. This time police said Wright was in the lobby flinging feces, urine-soaked towels, and empty beer cans at fellow guests and staff. I don't know what it is, but that is so hot. Police uh, said they escorted her from the property. Now, the uh, a man who works at the janitor said, don't nobody want to clean up no other man's feces. That's just sickly, and that's probably why I'm sick now. And he said this isn't the first time he had to clean up something disgusting. He said, they've been doing a lot of things that's obscene because I've cleaned up feces, and God knows I don't know, man. <laughs> 
<laughs> so they have lots of poop fights in the lobby there? Yes, so. After leaving the motel, police said Wright eventually returned, and they arrested her. As they were doing so, she allegedly said she wasn't going down without a fight <laughs> and asked officers if they would like to brawl and then threatened to blow up the motel. <laughs> Listen, I I was a little unhinged earlier, uh, especially during that fecal-throwing incident. I want to apologize. And I'd like to blow up the hotel. <laughs> that said, though, I'm going to blow you all up. Right, caused about $1,500 worth of damage to her room. That is, a, that is a huge leap from just simply hurling a turd to blowing up the yeah. entire building. Yep, exactly. So I thought that'd be a fun one to uh, include in the first B-file of 2019. All right, we shall take a quick break. We'll come back in a moment. Our friend uh, Victor Fiorello will be here a little bit later on from Philadelphia Magazine. We happen to have made a pretty cool list from Philly Mag. How did that happen? And we'll talk to, uh, well, we'll ask Victor yeah. about that when he gets in here. And a few other things coming up, too. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Now, more with Preston and Steve. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Thank you very much, Kathy. So, uh, Bird Box. Was massive over the holiday for Netflix. 44 million? Yeah, 40 to 45 million uh, users yes. watched it. Is that Which because. Which is in the course of just a couple of days. Yeah. So, so, was it just release like i just have i i put my netflix on and it was the first thing there yeah. and i was like oh so i heard somebody see something i'm gonna watch it it was it was one of those type of things it was original content and then it just it just pops up it's like oh i was the same way kathy i'm like i saw oh yeah i remember i saw a picture of sandra bullock with a blindfold on and blah 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 and i'm like oh, okay you know and then i kind of read the description i'm like all right yeah sure why not we're not doing anything let's watch it and i wasn't like oh i can't wait till bird box comes out and then within the first 10 minutes i'm like Oh, we're in. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're in on this. This is this is good. Well, and, and I wasn't expecting all of that. So, like, it, it, like you said in the beginning, it happens pretty quick. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to be scared. Well, you had mentioned, actually, we had talked about it. And we yeah. made the jo- joke about BirdBot. Uh, and it was last week, so uh, or not last week, or the week you know before the, the, yeah. the vacation. So it premiered that Friday. And so I jumped on it immediately because I wanted to avoid... Everyone giving their opinions quickly. You I know. the the only thing yeah. that I knew about it was blindfold and they're in a boat and it and been, that's it. And I'm like, I don't know, no idea. And, and it had been likened to uh, a quiet place. I hadn't heard that. Yeah. Um, See, so I likened it to the happening that the M Night Shyamalan movie. Um, and, and I had known about. It. I, I watched a trailer for it. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch this when it comes out. So so I wasn't necessarily surprised, or I didn't happen upon it accidentally. I, I actively went and searched it the, the day it came out. And and it is. It's a lot like for me. Uh, the it is. Happening. It's a hybrid of both. Yeah. The one that was actually higher up on the list for me to watch was this other original piece. It's called Baldersnatch. Yeah. 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 Bandersnatch. Uh, Bandersnatch. <laughs> Baldersnatch. It's like Balderdash. That's a bunch of Boulder snacks. He's got a Boulder snatch. <laughs> the thing is huge and hard. Yeah. <laughs> that's the uh, Black Mirror one, right? Yeah. Yes. I, it's right. the interactive. Because that's why I was yeah. in because Black Mirror well, first of all sold me on it, <laughs> and then Boulder snatch. <laughs> I was singing Boulder Dash. Yeah. <laughs> but if you think I about agreed, it. I agree, though. It sounded right to me. Yeah. It's a Boulder. Yeah. Snack. Yeah, yeah, you know. exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He shaved it. 
Well, I couldn't. Oh, gee. <laughs> what? I, I couldn't watch. Uh, I was thinking about something else. <laughs> I couldn't watch uh, Baldersnatch because of. Uh, I'm, I guess I don't have the right pl- pla- yeah platform. They but, were having uh, issues with that. Yeah, we Nick Murphy and I were talking about it that they they had issues about getting it because there's a level of interactivity to it. So, but th- so that, I got this sorry message over and over again. It was, no kidding. And it was uh, it was a whole bunch of um, prior episodes of Black Mirror saying sorry, 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 and all these characters. So I don't know oh. how I can watch it or where I can watch it, and, and I would like question. to find out. I, I but that was higher up on my list, and then uh, we were just scrolling. Boulder snatch, yeah, Boulder snatch was, and then uh, I honestly I said that by accident, <laughs> and uh, and then my wife said, "Oh, here's this Sandra Bullock thing." Like, oh, okay, let's watch it because we had uh, you know the family all sat down and we watched it. My daughter kind of bailed on it because it was a little bit scary for her, but uh, I liked it. I you know me, yeah. I love the I love the dystopian. Something massively wrong has happened in the world concept i don't know why but i i'm just drawn to that i mean it is actually it's another it's just another sense that you have to deal with in in uh where a quiet place is about staying Sound. quiet mm-hmm. you cannot see in this and that's and mm-hmm. then the happening conceit is the people who see this thing are driven to to suicide now if if you're hypersensitive to to, to spoilers you know uh you know but that was common knowledge when the right. movie was released it was it was billed that way um, but I think, you know, they have to give you enough to make you go, okay. And once you get into the first 10 minutes and you get to that first sequence where you see something that says, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, where this we're, is messed up. Because there's a scene in like the happening where, which I think though, you know, some people hate, there is, there are some pretty sobering scenes like the, 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 the mass suicide of the workers on top of the building jumping yeah. off, yeah. just jumping off. And there's similar stuff like that in this, and uh, it's brutal. I mean, there's some very visceral stuff that happens. And I, or watching it, I'm like, oh, John Malkovich is in this. Yes, yeah. I had no out idea. of the blue. Yeah. Oh, and he's playing a weird non-John Malkovich character. Agreed. Yeah. I, I really liked him because he yeah. was not quirky, weird John Malkovich. He was. Not necessarily a nice character, but yeah. I, I did like uh, the fact that he was in it. That was pretty cool. Now, Kathy and I both uh, do not really care for Sandra Bullock. Now, after The Blind Side, you started to like her a little bit more, right? I thought she was good in The Blind Side. I and liked that, that movie. I yeah. liked her in the movie. Uh, this one, I liked her. However, her nose is effed up. Uh, she needs to chill on the plastic surgery. People were, were drawing Michael Jackson comparisons. Um, uh, yeah, I think because there's the, a lot of there's, it, the very first scene. It's like a super close up of her. I'm like, yeah. what's wrong with her nose? <laughs> yeah, nose. And she has the kind of cleft chin. Yeah, it looks that, great. That Michael made me you know, like a butt on his face. Yeah. Who does you work? Can yeah. you crap out your chin? I can. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought she was really good in this movie. It, it also takes it also takes the uh, the element of, of motherhood and, and, and protecting what length you'll go to it but it it does makes it does make something happen which the best of these movies does preston it, how would i handle yeah h- how would i handle that you know different ways i would work what would my work around be right it's funny that you bring up the motherhood thing because after watching it i started to read some articles on it just to see yeah. what people were thinking about it and it was these reviewers and so forth that were going through were like you know and this is this is clearly a metaphor for single motherhood and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't get any of that subtext no. in this crap. No. I'm just looking at this as people trying to survive. I look at it at face value yeah. as opposed to the depths of 
what the underlying current is that they're saying in this story. Yeah, you uh, need I, to remember you know I mean? th- their editor says, "I need fifteen hundred words." I on, guess and, and right. so they 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 have to vomit out their you know their yeah. mouths and and find something to to fill up the page. I agree. Mm-hmm. If you, you're almost missing the movie if you're going that deep. Agreed. It's I, not that deep. Yeah. I did laugh a couple times, though, uh, and I won't say it if, if we don't want to give it away, but what she named the kids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's from the very beginning, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought, Kathy, I actually thought of you uh, for a couple reasons. Number one, I knew you hated uh, Sandra Bullock. Yeah. And number two, that what she named the kids, I'm like, Kathy thinks this is stupid. It's <laughs> yeah. dumb. Who would do that? <laughs> no, but you know what? I got it. It was part of the whole, it was part of her character and... and the progression throughout the movie and what yeah. she eventually gets to at the end, which I thought was very touching. And she was, uh, give me a little bit of smart. Give me a little bit of she had plans, she had subplans, she had tether, she had things, uh, yeah. fishing line. I, 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 you know, in the same way, in a quiet place, he there were things that allowed them to get around. I think they they could have they could have worked and expanded outside the house more. But yeah. apparently, the well, apparently, you see it. yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to see it. We, there was- we, there's some interesting things on right. how they, they made them behave a certain way. Yeah, yeah. You know what? And and so with this quote unquote bird box challenge that's going on where people are blindfolding themselves and trying to go about day to day tasks and actually getting injured doing it. Of course. Yeah. Um I you know what? And I know you talked about, you know, what if we did it here? Yeah. Well, it'd just be us with my <laughs> with with uh, blindfolds on yeah, talking. Yeah. But actually, no, Casey, Marissa, can you uh can you see if someone can find a blindfold for us? Because oh, we have plenty of them. Yeah, uh, I know we we keep them around for certain contests, but I'm wondering if Casey could run the touch screen. Oh no way! This way, our radio audience could actually hear him trying to operate <laughs> with a blindfold on. I have, I have you my. Sure? Oh, I'll try. Yeah, I'll yeah try. try. Yeah, I have my effects, which I which I know. Yep. So I'm feeling you know, same thing. You know, you know what's funny though? In some way, I have to imagine blind people are going, "Yeah, isn't it a gas?" I know. Yeah, listen, and and there, and this is why I hate social media <laughs> and even commenting on social media. But some some people who are uh, you know sight challenged or completely blind. <laughs> We're saying rather than blindfolding yourself, why don't you actually take five minutes and talk to a blind person? Of about course, it? you're not going to do that. Listen, yeah. uh, it, we how, know, we know. Yeah, we know, got it. Whatever, but, man. But for, for on this level, please, it's 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 a, a world we're not used to. Actually, there are people that have done. You know, go for go for an hour. Yeah. Of your life with a blindfold completely on just to get a minor, itty-bitty, tiny little flavor as to how difficult it is to operate without your sense of yeah. sight. And it is seeing that way. Marissa? So I binge-watched uh, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, yeah. Yeah. her Casey's suggestion. And Ooh, with a blindfold scene... on? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been all right. No, yeah. no, there's a scene where she does makeup with the blindfold on. Oh, okay. And has no relation. So, but sure. I obviously watched it after Bird Box, so it's out there. It's a thing. So you you you, you consider Mrs. Maisel the unofficial sequel to Bird Box? <laughs> <laughs> it's a prequel, actually, if you think about it. Uh, Casey has a uh, leopard-spotted blindfold on. I went sexy. Uh, you just yeah, yeah. Why not? Why not go sexy? Uh, so, Casey, we have the the screen in front of you here, the touch screen. Okay. Um, and if I were to tell you a sound effect, well, no, you usually use don't. Use the false. You don't usually touch the screen, though. You usually use the mouse, right? I do a little bit of both. Okay. Do you think you could find uh, the Jeff fart? Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, All right. He's going to reach out and touch. He has, a, he has the, let's see if he hits the proper sound effect here. Let's see if it, go ahead. Rantlers. No, no, that's okay. All right. So if I know where Rantlers is, yep. Uh, it's here then. Stupid. No. Nope. Right, no. 
Diamonds, diamonds, diamonds. Now I know where it is. You get one more try. Diamonds, diamonds, diamonds. One more try. That's my fart. Where's that? So that's question fart. All right. Uh, He's very close. That's it. Current to fart. That's it. Stupid. No. Hey, you're so close. Yeah. Yes, man. Diamonds, diamonds, no. diamonds. You only have 500 more. <laughs> mad fart. No. Mad fart. Mad fart. I'm trying to see. Now I'm moving Hello. on. That's yours again. <laughs> up, up one. Oh, man. Up oh, one. So funny. Yeah, so. Fire truck. No. What are you doing? No. Right. no. I had an idea. No. All right. No. All right. So I failed. <laughs> <laughs> Let me try again. Come on. Give me another You want to try a different one? Yeah. All right, I'm trying to, to pick one that you use regularly that you would know uh, exactly where it is. is. Is this on the same page? Are you on the page that you're normally on? Because I have multiple pages, and that would be hard to delineate simply by touch because there's there's no... No, I, this, is, all, this is the main page right. that's usually There's up. basically four pages on this main page, by the way. All right. All right, Casey, yes. how about uh, what'd you do, Tommy Boy? Okay, uh, that is all the way at the bottom. Uh, let me see where this. You can't even find the screen right, at this right, point. So what'd you do? This is blindfolded. This is blindfolded. Hang no, on. you're you're not. I know. I know where I'm at. Okay. Right, so, uh, what you do would be maybe here. Your brain has the shell on. He's it. in the ballpark because oh. he's oh. Tommy Boy. No, that's incorrect. Oh my God! Uh-oh. What'd you do? There, it is. there you go. Yeah. Grab me a blindfold. Let, let, let me and, and throw a few at me because right. there's there's some I think. Okay. I wonder if I could do it with this cursor though. Now the question is, Steve, though, is the page you have multiple pages? I do. So, up. Oh, sorry, there's my headphones. Yep. Super loud headphones. I can take a picture of Steve's page and you can look at it. Uh, would you have to stay on one page? Well, you. Uh, you uh, yeah. You no, would. I I think I think. I think if you could, if we're talking, um, all right, God damn you. All right. God damn you. Okay. Right. Now I'm going to go over to the instant replay. I don't know what, what page I'm on right now, but I'm going to go. And you can switch pages. Yes. You think you can do that? I, I think I can. Okay. Oh, this is our only bird box challenge all here right. on the all radio. Right. So Steve's got to go through his, uh, what we call an instant replay. It's his sound effect unit. Okay. And he's got to scroll through the pages and then find the proper button to hit for God damn you, which is a big scream. <laughs> nope, yeah. that's not it. That's a... Uh... You're, right, you're in the laugh department. Right. Stop it. <laughs> There's right. no way to turn it off. All right, so wait. All right, I, I know what page it is. So I'm, I'm on the, the thing for the bank select. Okay, so I'm going to go boop, and then up to the... It's on page one. Okay. And I'm going to go down one, two, three. There's, I thought it was five in. By the way, there's 50 buttons. <laughs> All right. For him to choose from. <laughs> no. It's not about you, douchebag. No. All right. Give me another one. All right. Try uh, what's one he uses all the time. Do you have uh, Nick's uh, Nanapuya? Oh, God. That's on the touch screen. Okay. All right. Never mind. Yeah. Never mind. Um, what's one you use regularly? Uh, how, you want uh, the uh, the bizarre file stuff? Sure. All right. So the uh, all right. So let's go with. Um, what's the bizarre files? Like I, I I always have one or one of two. Nick yelling. Nick Nick yelling. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I'll do that. All right. See if you know that. All right. How well can you operate your job blindfolded? I took Dookie home yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold, 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 hold it up. Okay. Now. 
It's bank selector. I hope I'm doing the right for the bank selector. Oh, you son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. Come on. All right. All right, good. <laughs> trying so hard. Son of a bitch. I'm trying. All right. All right, let's see if we can do this. Come on. <laughs> I think we need to stop while we're ahead. All right. Here we go. Hold on, hold on wait. Actually, yeah! we're not ahead. Hey, got, got it. Got it. Hey, he found it. You Yay. got it. Nice. <laughs> All right. All right, bank select. One. Casey's blindfolded. All right. <laughs> what are you going to hit? Uh, I'm going to hit the dolphin. Okay. No. Nope. No, that's a cat. Stupid cat. Get out of the way. All right. <laughs> there it there is. There we go. All right. You have another one? That's Give me bad. one more. Give me one more. Um, What is another effect that he plays regularly? I never know what you're hitting over there. All right. So how what about, about... What about the... Can you do the music news? Casey and then me screaming? Oh, okay. Yes, I can the do that. The fart and right, scream. All right, all, right, yeah. all, right, all right. So, all right. This is when Casey lit a fart and Kathy was super excited. So excited. Coming down. (laughs) One and only time. Oh, you. This, man, it's tough, isn't it? All right. Here we go. All right. Now I know this at the bottom. It's one, two, three, four in. All right. Yes! Nice, Steve. You've passed the bird box challenge. Congratulations. I can do anything without eyesight. Yeah, that's right. God. Okay, so you can take your blindfold off. Oh, can I? <laughs> you know what's so funny is I had my eyes closed the whole time, too, as if uh, that was going to do more. All right. But funny. it is, it, 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 a movie like this does make you, as with A Quiet Place, how, what would you do yeah. to minimize that? Yeah, yeah. You know, and, yeah. and what, would your, what would your fixes be, you know? Yeah, uh, that's a good question. I mean, you know, because she in, in the movie, and this is not much of a spoiler alert, but she starts to teach these children, how to use sound to their advantage yes. and how to operate uh, blindfolded. So they had quite some time to practice it and get used to operating without sight. What I was surprised is that you couldn't, like, if you were to bring, like, a tent, you you could be in the tent. Right. And you could and you could do, the mobile tent could give you protection, yeah, right? Yeah, true, true. Yeah, uh, could oh, the hell no. Yeah. I'm going to watch it again, though. I definitely Are will. Are you really? Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it. Uh, another thing that has been going on while we were on break, I'm going to switch gears here in case you guys uh, didn't know about this, but you know, obviously you know the partial uh, federal government shutdown. Yes. Yeah. And have you heard about the lingering, lingering issue from this now? No. The national parks? The national parks. It's just like San Francisco. Human waste is piling up everywhere. It's a huge problem. Yeah. At Joshua Tree National Park, Yosemite, Death Valley, uh, and all these, there it's a poop overload. And there was a problem before they were saying with people going <laughs> pooping <laughs> yes. in parks. Uh, so the skeleton crews and volunteers now patrolling the parks have shown how essential maintenance and rule enforcement uh, are to keeping order. It shouldn't deter you from going out and enjoying our nation's parks. Yeah. Just grab a tent and pick a nice pile of poop and sashay on up to it and have a great time. Uh, so our nation's parks are so beautiful. Campgrounds nice warm and freely. Campgrounds at uh, faithful at Joshua Tree. Look at that. That's not the Devil's Tower. That's a huge pile of poop. <laughs> Thank you, Tony. It's wonderful. Uh, it's natural. It's the way the Lord intended it. Uh, campgrounds at Joshua Tree closed at noon on Wednesday, citing health and safety concerns over vault toilets. Vault toilets? Yeah, that are, that are near capacity. You get a pole, you oh. go running, and as you're over the toilet, you crap. <laughs> you quickly go. No, I think it's, you're up high. Oh, okay. No, oh. They, they, are, they are waterless. Those are pole vault toilets. They are waterless bathrooms in which visitors can relieve themselves into a sealed container buried underground. 
It's just like bird box. Uh, and <laughs> can you crap with the blindfold on? I think Tony could. You pick me a street in San Francisco, I can take a dump on it. Uh, but with blindfolded. No, but with no workers to pump out the waste, those are being closed now as well. Mm. Uh, Sequoia. This is just in California, by the way. Sequoia and Kings Canyon National Parks went a step further. They'll open up when the piles get as high as the redwoods. <laughs> Closing down the entire parks. Uh, to visit uh, beginning. You no, know, we just drove through. That wasn't a tree. That was a pile of crap. <laughs> on Wednesday. Uh, so well, you yeah. always, as a kid, weren't you fascinated with that driving through a tree? Oh yeah, it's amazing. Most definitely it's amazing. No, but uh, they uh, they they're having a real issue with human waste. They don't like it, right? Uh, they they don't care for it. They're saying it's bad, and they're shutting down the parks. Yeah, my cousin just went to Zion. Uh, she lives in uh, where are the animals going to the bathroom Nick? in L.A. They're they're fine to go outside, oh. but uh, like trash pickup isn't being done. I mean, you know, and these parks already have overcrowding as a problem to begin with, but it's it's really. It's a serious problem. It's bad. And also, they, they should, they honestly, I mean, like, just my two cents, they should shut them all down until the government yeah, shutdown is over. Because probably people, should. Some of them are shut down and then people are still going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, people are sneaking in. They're sneaking in. Because, oh, really? you know, okay. it's yeah. big and open. And you just climb on a pile of poop and jump over the fence. <laughs> Pole vault. <laughs> What are you going to I also heard that there uh, was like a major problem with some of the government employees. So because it was right around vacation time, if they were on vacation... They're now not like whereas if this would happen before, they wouldn't get paid uh, now, but they would get back time. So they eventually would make up what, you know, the the money that they were owed. But if they were on vacation, um, they're not now going to have to take vacation without pay. So some people are actually not even going to get paid. I have a, a lingering problem with the IRS, Kathy, which is a government agency. And um, I have not been able to connect with a person in two weeks because of the government. No shutdown. And right now at the IRS, there's uh, they have one in eight employees working. And uh, those people, I, I spoke with one. They're like, please be patient with us, which I totally understand and am sympathetic towards. But um, there's, the, the, like, if you were going to file for a refund this week, you're not going to get it on Not time. to be uh, personal, Nick, but where, where are the IRS agents pooping? <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me let me ask you a question because, and, and I think I already know the answer, but state parks aren't affected by this, are they? No. And, in fact, okay. um, uh, the Philadelphia Visitors Bureau or, or there was a, a, a city agency uh, over the holidays, because um, a lot of people visit Philadelphia in between Christmas and New Year's, they uh, they paid for Independence Hall, uh, Constitution Center, and the Liberty Bell to be open because so many visitors were coming through. So there are ways where local agencies can pay for national uh, places to be open. But, like, uh, state parks are actually okay for right to now. To shut down a national park the size of uh, Yellowstone. Oh, or, my God. Uh, it's a, you know, this is no way to do it. No. Yeah, it's a, it's a massive undertaking. The last shutdown, um, I believe Murph was um, by Mount Rushmore, and he couldn't get like. Did close he poop to, there? He, I don't know. As a matter of fact, I do not know. But uh, there's, there's, there's now another head on Mount Rushmore. <laughs> <laughs> Fashion of human poop. What the hell is that? Uh, no, my my son and I have. Started, when did Jimmy Carter get up on Mount Rushmore? <laughs> have started to go uh, hiking over at uh, Evansburg State Park, which is right near where I live. Yeah. And uh, and we were walking through, and he was asking what uh, you know, like park rangers do. Yes, and uh, and we were kind of kicking around, like you know, I know a handful of things they do. I don't know everything they do, but I guess part of it is making sure that it doesn't overflow with human waste. Well, also the people people will go and live in the parks, and they they they're not allowed to do that. Obviously, really? yes, yes. In fact, they they had um, I forget what park I was in. It was local, and they had an issue with <laughs> somebody had pulled the wood off one of the tables. 
and used it as firewood. Oh, and no. and that really? was yeah. And there was there was a sign and warning you against that. I guess they had to remind people that you can't live in the park. And last time I I went to um, Wyoming, my son and I Carter went, and and we did go through um, Teton and we went up to Yellowstone as well. I didn't know that you had to pay to get into those parks. Like a a fair amount, yeah, like thirty, 30 some bucks, odd bucks yeah. per I, person. I got the Golden Eagle Pass because I went to yeah. four or five last year, and if you do more than one, I think it pays for itself. Right. Um, there's also a great if you're uh, if you're a certain age, you can get the like the Golden Eagle Lifetime Pass, uh, and it's also really worth it. So um, if you're planning on going to any national parks when they do reopen or the poop goes down, yeah, look into those. When I went to Joshua Tree, I didn't have to pay at all. Uh, I just, yeah, you do. I, Where'd you I, I just I just drove right in. Um, it's a national park that you have to pay to get in. Yeah, maybe I went through the back wow, entrance. Wow, yeah. <laughs> leave the back door open. <laughs> by the way, it's it, by the bathroom. And this story says uh, problems with human feces and urine along Highway 41 in the south part of the Yosemite. What an amazing stretch of road have led to the closure of the uh, Mariposa Mariposa Grove of giant sequoias. As well as the uh, Wawona and... And there's Naomi. Uh, <laughs> right? The no, whole Judd family. The whole Judd family. And uh, had Hagdon Meadow. He's the caretaker at Hogsworth. That's right. Hagrid. <laughs> uh, two snow pay areas and all the park uh, visitor centers remain closed. Mm. And it's uh, mainly because of all, all the uh, the feces and and human waste. I think I know the park rangers. Their 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 jobs are uh, many, uh, but the main thing is to keep bears from stealing picnic baskets. Oh, right? is that what they do? Yeah. Uh, tourists are uh, tourists are posting photos on social media of trash overflowing at national parks and recreation areas, including Lake Mead, Nevada. <clears throat> Uh, in Sequoia and Kings Canyon National Parks, uh, sections were closed this week because furloughed employees have been unable to maintain the safety of roads and certain walking paths in winter conditions as well. Uh, so keep that in mind. It, it, Rangers at Joshua Tree and Yosemite remain on duty and are enforcing closures. Uh, there it is. They found the duty. <laughs> um, so that's a lingering issue that they uh, they weren't aware was going to be... So rampant. It's wild because I was at a um, the Wawa on Germantown Avenue, and there were a couple of uh, park um, police officers who have the um, the dirt bikes, and they they go through the Wissahickon Park system. Okay, and they they go in like to, motor dirt, bike, right? Right. right. Okay. So they're going into the hmm. woods to because there will pe- there are people who will go in there. That's cool, and will set up camps and stuff like that. And they they evict them, yeah. uh, but also you know there there's a lot of there's a lot of acreage out there that you can kind of just go get lost in. Yeah, yeah. Um, some people are texting in about different parks that you have to pay through, uh, pay in, uh, to get into or not, uh, like Gettysburg and Valley Forge. And there's a difference between a national park and uh, something like say, a national historical park. Oh, uh, and so Valley Forge is a national historical park. I think um, Gettysburg is a national battleground or a national monument or something like that. So there, there are. 60 national parks in the national park system, and then there are a whole lot that fall under the NPS umbrella. And trust me, because I've done a ton of research on yeah. this, um, that, that are not necessarily national parks. There are, But there are 60 of those. So Valley Forge would be one of those? Valley Forge is a national historical park, or a okay. national historic park. But are you charged are, to get in? You are not, uh, no. Yeah. So you can drive on 23 and have no problem getting in and out of that park. Gettysburg's the same way. So there are certain places where you don't have to pay to get in. Um, but uh, other places where you do. I was not aware of the distinction. Huh. Interesting. Wow. Um, well, you know, since it is a new year, 
Uh, we can talk about some predictions, and there is, uh, for the year, uh, there's a fortune teller who, in in the U.K., who has predicted uh, by using asparagus. Asparagus. Things <laughs> that will happen in 2019. Ooh. I have a related vegetable thing with audio for later, if you want. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah, 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 you know what you do? I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Oh. We'll, we'll, we'll play that in this segment, too. Uh, the woman's name is Jemima Packington. Jemima Packington. And she is the world's only asparamancer. Asparamancer. <laughs> and claims that she can peer into the future by tossing the vegetable in the area and interpreting how the spears land. And she predicts that 2019 will see uh, that extreme temperature will become a norm as well uh, as well known British businesses will fold. What? Well-known Britishes business will, businesses will fold. This woman is insane. Um, she also says that despite a global recession, fears over the impact Brexit will have on the British economy will be largely unfounded. Jemima believes that the reality TV show Big, Big Brother will also return in the UK after its final series in November. Of course it will. And she also says it will be a year of Oscar success for A Star is Born and British Actors. Wow, she's going out on a limb there. Uh, Jemima also has... She needs to switch vegetables. ...has good news for England's rugby team as she predicts that they will have success at the World Cup in Japan. I've always found Brussels sprouts to be the most prescient of the produce. Uh, Apparently, she has a really good track record. Does she? Yes. Well, she's making very broad statements, so it'd be hard not to... Right. Uh, she predicts that 2019 will see that extreme temperature will become a norm. Meanwhile, she says the women's football team will win the World Cup at the finals in France. Uh, Ten of her 13 predictions came true last year. Okay, what was the most uh, from left field one that came true? Do they have it listed? Uh, it says, uh, foreseeing Donald Trump's summit with North Korea, uh, dictator Kim Jong-un, and she also correctly predicted the price crash of cryptocurrency Bitcoin and the revival of books in the face of modern gadgets. Hmm. Uh, so she said... <laughs> what asparagus say? She said, I'm able to interpret the patterns left by the asparagus. When I cast the asparagus, it creates patterns, and it is the patterns I interpret. How did she figure out this? Well, this she was method. really drunk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, how do you how do you realize... Like, that did you're... she just accidentally drop asparagus oh one my day, God. and then she was like, oh, my God. The captain, uh, the captain for Captain Janiel's going to die, and he did, and he did. We never, we haven't covered that. I'm sorry, yeah. Sorry, we'll get to that in music news. That was sad, and she predicted. She predicted that. Oh my god, she's amazing. Uh, she said, I'm usually about 75. Carrie Jean will die in an autoerotic asphyxiation accident. 75 to 90% accurate with my predictions, and 2018 was about 77% correct. Did you ever see the specials on uh, Nostradamus? Yes. Uh, fascinating stuff, but but again, you know, I prefer to just let it happen. Yeah, you know the uh, whatever your asparagus tells you, mm-hmm. uh, that's fine. But um, you know, I, I don't put a lot of faith in this stuff, as you would imagine. And then it drops significantly significantly when food is telling me what to. Yeah, do. I ate asparagus uh, over the break, and I was just amazed with how quickly it it stunk in my pee. It was like the very, very next... The conversion is whiz. astonishing, yes. isn't it? Yeah, so like I ate it at, I don't know, 6 o'clock, and by 6.30, you could smell it. You could smell yeah. it. <laughs> isn't there a part of you that kind of looks forward to it? Yes! Yeah, me too. Oh, yeah. oh my yeah. God. <laughs> Here it comes. Or just yeah. how quick. Yeah. Yeah. Mine is, uh, because we had some, we ate beets uh, for dinner the other night. Oh, man. Is... Next the ne- day? The next day. Yeah. And if you've forgotten that you've eaten beets... 
Dear God, what am I peeing? What the hell? It's, is it red? Well, it's very, very dark, and immediately you think, oh, my God, I'm, I'm, it, it doesn't I, I'm look red like blood. Bladder cancer. But it's yeah. darker. You're like, oh, my God, what, what's wrong with me? What's <laughs> wrong with me? I'm dying. And if, if you don't realize you ate beets, then it's a little bit freaky. But okay. You ever have a, uh, I, it takes a day. It's not like uh, Not asparagus. like asparagus. When I had the biopsy on my prostate, yeah. so they, they warn you, but you pee blood. And boy, that is uh, disconcerting when you see that happen. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Well, let's go into that audio that you have, Steve. Yes, much in the same way that people can prognosticate uh, the future through uh, asparagus. Here's a guy who, you know, the big thing now is to cover uh, Toto's Africa. Yeah. So he he did it with a a squash and a sweet potato. Oh. Uh, As wind instruments? As wind instruments. Okay. Now he dried them out. Yep. And um, turn drill, them into windows. Drill holes in yep, them. And, yep. Okay. Let's hear this. Here we go. <laughs> I, I think he's playing the squash here. Yeah, it sounds like a squash. The video of this guy playing it looks like an ocarina. Yes, that he's made out of uh, little uh, Zelda. Yeah, he's made out of uh, various vegetables. <laughs> oh, okay. So he's got a butternut squash. There you go. Which That's are, which what are I really, would have figured, right? They're really long and and <laughs> they're really long and firm. So why not? <laughs> <laughs> oh, like everything. So he's made he's made the percussion instruments out of these too. I wouldn't give you some fly-by-night audio. Do you think the Toto thing will continue, the Africa thing? I'm a little thrilled with it. I, I, I wish it, I, I wish it would uh, now come to a conclusion. I think, but, we're, uh, I think we're done with I it. Think, yeah. Once we're, we're playing squash, yeah. I think uh, <laughs> not, not the sport. But We've the, hit the level. Do you guys yeah. want to toss some asparagus into the air and, and see if we can figure out which uh, song is going to be the next one? Okay. That, oh. yep, get asparagus. <laughs> oh, the next big thing. The next yeah. big thing. That so. people will cover. I couldn't even begin to guess. Well, because you don't have asparagus on you. <clears throat> That's true. Maybe it is. Uh, but uh, <laughs> Logically. <laughs> right? <laughs> Missing the tools. I want a band to cover uh, Toto's Africa, but in the bird box fashion, all blindfolded. All blindfolded. Combine oh, everything. I think they could do while it. While riding on Roombas. Uh, maybe it'll be uh, Muskrat Love from Muskrat uh, Love. Captain and Tennille. Yeah, man, the captain died. I know. Of captain Tenille. Sorry, I pulled a little bit <laughs> no, on that one. No, no, it's all good. I, 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 uh, I told you I fell asleep last night uh, to the sounds of love will keep us together. Do you know what someone pointed out? Is we've had so three people died in quick succession at the age of 76. Everyone was at 76. I didn't notice Jeez. that. Mean uh, Gene was 76, yes? Yeah. <laughs> and then who else? Super Dave Osborne. Super Dave was 76. Um, and, yeah, Daryl Dragon was the captain's name. And I, I thought this was kind of sweet. His, uh, you know, Tony Tennille, his wife, was Captain and Tennille. I think uh, ex now, right? Yeah, they were exes. Yeah. But, I mean, they were they were a husband and wife. Yeah. But they, they divorced in 2014. But she recently moved back to Arizona to take care to of him. Take, oh, that's, sick. yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, so man. she actually was a um, session singer for a long time. I think she's actually on The Wall as a, uh, Big Floyd's The Wall. No, there is, there is a... There was a rumor that she sang the vocal part on uh, Great Gig in the Sky on um, oh, I hadn't heard Dark that. Side of the Moon. Yeah. 
Or she's on the wall? Yeah, no, I, I, that's what I heard, but that could be wrong as well. There was always a rumor that she was a singer. If, that, these are, if this falls in the rumor category. The then, big vocal been... part on a Great Gig in the Sky, which is that, oh, yeah. ah, that really amazing vocal part. Uh, that's not her. Yeah. It's a different person. But uh, you, you could look it up and see if she ever sang with Pink Floyd. Yeah, Nick, you can see you if, they, if Tony yeah. Tennille ever, ever sang with uh, Pink Floyd. Uh, but he was uh, kind of an unofficial member of the Beach Boys. Yes. Uh, believe it or not. Above John uh, John Stamos. He played uh, he played keyboards and did... Or- John Stamos. <laughs> did occasional orchestrations for the Beach Boys. And that's where he first got his nickname, Captain from Mike Love. He said apparently he put on a captain's hat one time and it was like, all right, you're Captain Keyboard. And, and Mike it's Love gave the name. I think and, you should wear a captain's hat during the show. Oh, dear God. <laughs> Don't ever. <laughs> if I ever have a captain's hat on, <laughs> just kill you. It's time to put me to bed because I'm done, folks. It's um, always a dumb thing. But uh, no, he, he apparently struck up a, uh, a professional relationship with Dennis Wilson as well from the Beach Boys. They use him a lot. Yeah, yeah, and he, he had done some touring with them. But their biggest hit, well, not necessarily the biggest hit, but this, Love Will Keep Us Together, uh, Neil Sedaka wrote that. Yeah. Um, and what I didn't know is at the end of it, there's, and, and I had to go back and listen to the song, that's why I had it stuck in my head last night, was they mentioned Neil Sedaka in the song. Do they? They say, uh, yeah, Sedaka's back, uh, mentioning, because he originally had recorded the song. I buried Sedaka. <laughs> he had originally recorded the song and had a hit with it, but they had a bigger hit with it. Uh, but the one that hit number one for them in 1979, she wrote, and that was Do That To Me One More Time. Do that to me one more time. Once is never enough with a douche like you. That's a douche like you. <laughs> well, Steve, here's a, this is, it says this is a, that she sang uh, backing vocals on the wall. There you go. So uh, she sang on In the Flesh. You're kidding me. You guys all know that song. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I don't know where she is, though. Uh, and the show must go on and Waiting for the Worms. Get out of here. So that's Tony Tania, who also sang Muskrat Love. And she also on... Yeah, this is... Uh, is this in the flesh? Uh, she also sang on the Elton John song, Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me. She did uh, vocals, background vocals on it. I did not know all that. Wow. Uh, and, yeah, these two were married for a long time. They even had a what they called a summer replacement series. Oh, my God, I remember it. It was scene. horrible. It was terrible. Horrible. Everybody and their brother had a TV show in the 1970s, and these guys had it. It lasted like a part of a season. They were looking for the new Sonny and Cher. Yeah. And, that was the, uh, and they did not find it. Yep. So I don't know what part in this song. This is her right now. <laughs> oh, she's the guitar in this. <laughs> Uh, so, well, okay, well, that's uh, sad news that he had passed, but uh, the, the other, his some, somewhat hits they had, which Must- I, I don't remember these, Steve, The Way I Want to Touch You, uh, Lonely Night, they did a cover of Shop Around. Mama told me, you better shop around. And, uh, you never do it like that, but yes, Muskrat Love, uh, was a bizarre hit for them as well. And then Bunghole Lovin' was their last. <laughs> I, I that's Didn't why. get any airplay. That's no. why I wasn't aware of that particular song. <laughs> and if you want to stick on uh, uh, People Who Passed, there's another weird one for you, Steve. I don't know if you got this or not, but a guy named Ray Sawyer died. My, uh, my wife brought this up to me yesterday. Yeah, yeah. he was the eyepatch-wearing singer from Dr. Hook and the Medicine Show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the reason that it might make sense for those who don't know... 
Dr. Hook is a little bit of the song Cover the Rolling Stone is played every single day, Monday through Friday on WMMR. Did you know that? No, I did not. Pull up Jackson's intro. Oh, okay. If you could find that, Casey. Because there's a part in the intro to Jackson's show that is from that song, and Daryl Dragon, or not Daryl Dragon, uh, Ray Sawyer's voice is on that when he goes, man, that's beautiful. That's him. Uh, so they only had two songs, two two hits, uh, You're in Love with a Beautiful Woman. When you're in love with a beautiful woman. Yeah. Uh, and, and did they do Sexy Eyes as well? Was that another one maybe? Yeah. I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know, Casey. Yeah, hit it. Better love next time in Sexy Eyes. No, this is not Jackson's. It's his intro to a show. All right. Um, I don't know what he would name that, though. Uh, Ladies me... and gentlemen, it's the Jackson broadcast. Oh, uh, yeah. That's you know what, Casey. I don't see it on here Jackson... anymore. Jackson's uh, iPod weekend kid intro. No, uh-uh. the hell! I thought we we're supposed to have access to all this stuff. Oh, no, we do. It's just how we how it's how we labels though. it. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, anyhow, um, I remember Doctor Hook. I, I kind of I loved cover of the Rolling Stone. That yeah, was it was song. a classic. But. On the cover of the Rolling Stone. Yep. Written by uh, Shel Silverstein. What's that? That song was written by Shel Silverstein. Get Co- out of here. How about that? Seriously. I didn't know that until just now. <laughs> Do you know what else he wrote? Uh, he wrote uh, A Boy Named Sue. For Johnny Cash? Yeah. Huh. Shel Silverstein, the guy who did, you know, Where the Sidewalk Ends. Yes, and yeah, giving, yeah. The Giving Tree and uh, and those books. He was a, he was a songwriter. And uh, Hunt for Red October. I, he, no, <laughs> that was Tom Clancy. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, it's almost the same thing. <laughs> it's basically the giving tree with a submarine, submarine instead of a tree. <laughs> <laughs> wow, interesting. Because that they, they eventually they had never been on the Rolling Stone. They had they had that song, and then they eventually did appear in character on the cover of the magazine in 1973. That's the way to do it. Yeah, just lambaste the people you want to put the uh, put on your cover, and uh, you, you'll make it. Yeah. Well, I wish we could have, have, find that intro for you, but we don't have it. So I'm looking. I just don't know. You'll just have to trust us. Yeah. Yeah. So don't worry about it. But anyhow, I thought that was uh, that was one worth bringing up. So you had a captain died. This guy, Ray Sawyer, from Dr. Hook passed away. You had Super Dave Osborne, uh, Einstein. What's his name? Bob, Bob Einstein. Bob Einstein. Yeah. And uh, the other one mean was Gene. Mean, mean Gene. Gene from WWE. So of the it's lot. An interesting collection. It is an interesting collection. Yeah. Of the lot, who would you say is the most famous? Would it be... Wow. Would it be Mean Gene? Probably. Yeah. Maybe so. Because, because you of think of, of the, 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 the vast audience. Of people who knew him by name. Watched over the years. Probably him who knew him by name. Yeah. Because... But I, but Bob Einstein, one of the absolute funniest. Yep, I agree. And right. uh, the Tenille, a uh, captain, the captain, just yeah, Kathy's favorite. Well, in the 1970s, they were huge. They were man. late 70s, early 80s. God, that was an interesting time on radio. Oh, dear God, you would hear all this stuff jammed into, you know, stations were just totally schizophrenic. Yep, agreed. All right. Anyhow, those are some of the things in a nutshell that are going on in our world. We need to take a break. And we have to uh, remind you that coming up at the end of the show, uh, Pierre's going to get in here and we have an announcement about uh, something that we think you're really going to enjoy. Yes. So make sure that you're with us through the course of the show. Plus, we'll get you closer to winning the uh, Word of the Week prize. There's only two letters. That's it. It's a two-letter word this week. What will it be? We'll find out. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Our friend Victor Fiorello will be here shortly. Stay with us.
This 93.3 WMMR audio on demand program returns after a brief word from our sponsors. Hey, what's up? It's Preston. Listen, I'd like to thank Jack Frost Mountain for sponsoring today's podcast. Jack Frost and Big Boulder Ski Areas are officially open for the season. And WMMR's Day Up on the Slopes with Pierre Jackson is January 4th. Tickets are available now at WMMR.com while supplies last. JFBB, where the snow comes first. If you love paying for shipping, you're going to hate Steven Singer. Free shipping both ways, making return and exchanges easy. Visit him online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. Hey, it's Preston. Listen, I'd like you to make it a perfectly personal new year with our friends at Hannah Stone. Make it personal. Make it about you. You spent enough time over the holidays thinking about everybody else. Let's think about it you now. There's over 50 locations of Ham and Stone Massage and Facial Spa in Delaware, South Jersey, Philadelphia, the Lehigh Valley, and the spa services start at just $59.95. Take a look at what I'm talking about. Ham and Stone Massage and Facial Spa. Go to hamandstone.com today. This is the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. So we have our first guest of 2019, and uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, we ended up on on a list in uh, Philadelphia Magazine, so we would like to welcome the senior reporter, the A and E editor, and friend of the Preston and Steve Show, Victor. <laughs> wow, Victor Fiorello wow. with us. Yeah, this morning. thank you. How you doing, Victor? I'm great. You guys rock. Thank, thank you, you, sir. You rock, sir. We appreciate it. Uh, so, yes, I uh, I was delighted to see that we, the Preston and Steve Show, landed amongst a list in the uh, in the magazine. Well, it was well-deserved. You know, every year at the end of the year, I do the biggest winners and biggest losers list. You guys wound up on the right side of those lists. Yes. Uh, when we So often we could have ended up on the other side. <laughs> but uh, I looked at the, the reasoning. I was like, okay, I guess that does make sense. We're, we're sort of um, we're reticent to ever, uh, you know, uh, we, we like to be our own worst critics. I think that keeps you even, you know. If you, if you, if you jump out ahead of the crowd and go... Okay, we could do this better. That's cool, but it was it was very nice, and also the fact that the the station itself is acknowledged for fifty years of broadcasting and being a rock station and nothing but a rock station, you know. Yeah. And and while many have fallen asunder, uh, MMR continues to thrive, which is there's only a handful. Yeah, sure. and here's here's what I found. I, I think it's really hard to say nice things about yourself, yes. or your show. Like it, it, to me, it sounds very, very pompous and self serving, and self serving, and all that. And um, but when somebody else says it about you, it's like, oh, okay, well, thanks, absolutely. I really, I really mean, appreciate that. We did the feature uh, earlier this year. I think it was in February uh, because you guys were uh, you and uh, Preston and Elliot. Yeah, uh, you know what I'm trying <laughs> yeah. to say. Preston and Steve, twenty uh, individually, uh, we're celebrating twenty years together. Yeah. And right. Um, and uh, it just seemed to me to be a, a good anniversary worth recognizing. And I think right now the world is uh, really crazy in lots of different ways. <laughs> right. um, we have to sit through things like Bird Box. And so, you know, in the in the morning, you know, when you just want to decompress from Bird Box or yeah. whatever other strange <laughs> things are going on in the world, you get to tune in and listen to the bizarre files, listen to you guys talk about farts. I mean, what could be And better? Bird Box. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about Bird Box. <laughs> Well, you know what? Should we go through a couple of the other things that you had mentioned as far as uh, the big winners of uh, the last Good year? Good to be positive for 2019. Yeah. Who are the winners of 2018? Yeah, do you guys want to pick out your favorites? Or? Well, we have a we have, we have the whole list here. And, and Preston, on the first on your list, I would love for you to hit on yeah. that because this is something that uh, I was, I'm was i happy to see. Uh, the Waterfront. 
Yes. You know, it wasn't so long ago that the waterfront was desolate. I mean, there was nothing to do there. I mean, I remember, you know, let's say 10 years ago or so, people coming to town, and we would never think, let's go to the waterfront. But now you have Spruce Street Harbor Park. You have Cherry Street Pier that just opened. You have Winterfest, Summerfest. And there's this, actually this great, relatively new fishing pier behind Walmart on uh, down on Columbus Boulevard. Really? Um, that's, that they sort of developed, and people You're, go there every day and fish. Victor, right. I, I read in your magazine years ago, in Philadelphia Magazine, there is more waterfront property in Philadelphia than there is in New York City. And yet wow. for years and years, it was wildly underappreciated and certainly underdeveloped. So I think people are just finally wising up to the fact that you can go there and enjoy it, you know? It was almost, uh, it was almost uh, an enraging uh, thing because it was, it, it, it was a glaring missed opportunity. But now you're down there and you're right. There's a lot going on. And it's, and it's not... There, there's a sense of purpose to it too, which makes it a lot more enjoyable. It's not let's just throw this here, let's just throw this here. It, 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 it's, it's, and it's, it's not really done. Enjoy- yeah, it's, it's not, not done. done. Yeah. I mean, there's so much more that can be done, and and I'm excited for for the future because when I had first turned 21, I was like, oh, now I can go down there, Maui, like all these places, and that sort of um, type of nightclub is kind of going away. Like I, you know, yeah. I think the beginning of the end for um, for. Delaware Avenue was like Chrome and, you know, and like all of those types of places. But if they can, I, I don't know what um, can be done to make it cooler. But I, if we're kind of, do you sense that we're on the way up there? I think so. Uh, we actually had a meeting, I guess, last year or the year before with the people behind all of that development. Mm-hmm. It's the Delaware uh, River Waterfront Corporation. Right. Um, and they're the ones responsible for Spruce Street Harbor Park, Cherry Street Pier. And they have a very long-term plan, you know, going all the way up into northeast Philly and all the way down to the bottom of south Philly along the river. Um, and, and I think based on their success thus far, it, you know, we can be optimistic about what they're going to do there. And I'm going to say this, too. I, uh, vegans you have uh, as winners. And I, I've said this for a while. It's never that I was opposed to vegetarian or, or vegan, the concept, the whole thing. It just tasted like crap for so long. And now we have really great vegan and vegetarian restaurants that are doing great stuff. And it's all over the place. It's in, incorporated into so many places. And, uh, in fact, I, I'm more inclined to be adventurous eating that stuff and, and, and enjoy different things and you know, just just uh, just go out and, and and sample everything. I think we have to be, you know, as, as a city, we have to be at least leading. We're, we're a culinary city to begin with, but I think when it comes to great vegan and vegetarian options, we have to be leading as well, at least in the in the upper tier. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Twenty eighteen was a big year for vegans in Philadelphia. There were. Some good places like Veg that have been around for Love a long it. time. And V Street. That are five-star five, five star restaurants. Yeah. But now you just have these little mom-and-pop shops opening up from South Philly to West Philly, you know, serving vegan breakfast and vegan this and that. And, you know, there are really so many good options now, which is why I made vegans one of the winners of 2018. Very cool. You also named uh, South Philly. I'm sorry to jump in. South Philly is one of the uh, the big winners. South Philly is just a great place. It produces lots of amazing characters. Um, I've been following for a couple of years now the South Philly uh, meatball contest, (laughs) which uh, turned into a bizarre controversy uh, because uh, one local chef who was on uh, the Bravo show Top Chef. Okay, yes. uh, Jennifer Fear Zavala, uh, she had the audacity to introduce vegan meatballs into a South Philly meatball contest. All hell broke loose. It went viral. She was on Fox (laughs) News at night. Um, And I 
I just love that a place, you know, a neighborhood can produce that kind of thing. And then, you know, you've got the Mummers. You've got the fact that, you know, the Eagles are based in South Philly. Yeah. And you just have lots of wonderful characters and food that comes from South Philly. So it was a real winner to me. Well, and was it on the worst list last year? Was that... Was South Philly on the worst list? I, I don't not... know. I thought that's. I thought that's what it said. Maybe not. No, no. I don't think so. There no, were some other saying... things that were on the worst list. Yeah, last it leads. Year. It leads saying our biggest losers of 2018 list, which will come out later this week, will shame a certain neighborhood for its terrible bro scene and the aneurysm causing part. Uh, okay. Aneurysm causing parking situation. That was Fishtown, right? That was Fishtown. Uh, my band played at Johnny Brenda's not long ago on a Saturday night, and you know, between sets, I was standing out front talking to my trombone player, and we're just like looking at all these party buses filled with, you know, these awful like frat boy bro types and their female <laughs> counterparts. It was like I think I said in the article something like it was as if the Irish pub and how how out the moon like opened a combined <laughs> venue right there on Gerard Avenue. I mean, it's just. It I think they're necessary, though. I think the the the, the uh, basic bros. I think we need them. You th- we need I, the bros. Yes, yeah. I, I do, not necessarily that that I I like them or, but you know, I think I probably either a was one or b wanted to be one. You're trying to see the positive. I think. I think we need them. I think, I think they're, they're necessary. Just come some... up with your own list next year. <laughs> yeah. How's that? This is Victor's list. Yeah, yeah. No, right no, 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 no. I'm not saying that they're that yeah. they're. Great, or I feel you. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, they're 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 needed. I'm you know? surprised that Kendall Jenner was on the list. Yeah, you know, sometimes you just need a little silliness in your lives. And uh, when she, sh- we we don't get many real quote unquote celebrity. I mean, I can't even believe I'm calling her a celebrity, yeah. but just she is. She is. She is. Yeah, she, she, I mean, she draws national following. press. Yeah, and well, she and I liked the- your explanation. You were like, but still. Right. She was down ice skating at Dilworth Plaza. And, you know, I don't remember how many millions of uh, people, you know, like that on Instagram. It's just kind of ridiculous, but in a kind of fun way. And again, we're not New York. We're not L.A. We don't get a lot of those types of people in this town for better or for worse. And it, it tacitly exposes people to the area. And, and, yeah. sh- and, sh- and, and, you know, if it becomes a destination, it's always good to see. I mean, honestly, do I give a rat's ass about Kendall Jenner? No, but but the, the pictures of her skating around and in. Enjoying that, something that the city has to offer, was cool. It's so, just fun. There were yeah. The list also includes some more serious stuff like local politicians doing a really good job. So yeah. you want to balance that out with, with your Kendall, Kendall Jennerism. You need that. <laughs> and, and it is kind of cool. Like for years and years to see, you know, Jack Nicholson courtside at a Lakers game and, you know, Spike Lee and all that stuff. And, and now when you're at a Sixers game. I mean, you see her. You see M. Night Shyamalan, Meat and Mill, like, you know, so I Kendall like Jenner that. is yes. our new Jack Nicholson. That's really sad. <laughs> Victor, I was really happy to see that you included Alex Holly on the list. We, we've known and loved Alex for a number of years now, but it, just to see her get the recognition that she deserves is awesome. She's a, a wonderful person, and uh, I was at a Phillies game with my family uh, this past season and had the pleasure of meeting her parents and her family, and it, it was it kind of became obvious where, uh, where all her great stuff came from she yeah. has just the most lovely parents if you're jumping in it's uh, victor fiorello from uh philly mag and uh, we're going through some of his uh, 20 biggest winners of 2018 uh we ended up on the list which is uh, very very cool and we appreciate it i love this when you said one of the big winners of of 2018 was civilization itself uh, because the wing bowl went away. <laughs> I know wing bowl has a lot of fans out there, but come on. You just have to look at a few videos and photos, and it's just like the perfect example of 
misogyny and overindulgence and basically, I'm sorry, I know I'm going to get a lot of heat about this, a bunch of idiots standing around at five in the morning, <laughs> drunk off their, can I say yes, 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 yeah. on the air. Um, uh, and I just thought it was important to acknowledge uh, that civilization <laughs> might be saved because Wing Bowl has been canceled. We've, the, we've the party indulged. did drag on for a long time. Yeah, because the, it was all predicated on on not being in the Super Bowl, and and um, we did make the Super Bowl finally. And I think that that was the logical conclusion. To Let's it. be honest, it was overdue to yeah. go away. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, and yeah. I'm glad that it did. Uh, all right, how about this man? You named Gritty as one of the big winners of 2018. How about that? I don't know how that happened. How did Gritty one day not exist and all of a sudden everything is Gritty? I mean, there's this, this very important art journal called Art Forum, and Gritty is on the December cover. What? Like, literally, this very, like, high-level art magazine put Gritty on the cover. Like, Gritty? that's just bizarre. And I, and here, let me speak to what you're saying. Gritty was poised out of the gate, the initial... Flashpoint's response was not good. Yeah, I was like, right. oh, and, and no, then, what's I, that stupid-looking thing? And we say that, I mean, I'm, I'm, we'll say it again. We were first to say once Gritty came in, it was the day after. I was like, you know, no, we get it. It's good. Give it a shot. Give it Give it a chance. And then people started to to see it in fairly short order. But you're right. It was a 180 of epic proportions. And then... Like we had our our mass wedding out at the uh, the camp out for hunger. He was one of the uh, uh, one of the participants in it. The crowd went absolutely ballistically nuts. And in a city that already has, you know, uh, the the fanatic, to have another stellar mascot is pretty amazing. The turnaround was really twenty four hours. I yeah. mean, mm-hmm. it went from hate to love that quickly. And I just imagine the people that created Gritty b- being there, almost like they're watching. All of their money disappear in an account in the right. stock market. Yeah. And it's almost the closing bell, and all of a sudden, whoa. Boom. Boom. They yeah. just went, you know, made millions of dollars in a minute. I've talked to some of the people in the Flyers marketing department, and they really enjoyed watching that 24 hours because it was, initial reaction was, was uh, horrific. Uh, however, there were people outside of Philadelphia who started making fun of Gritty. A and, lot of people. And, but when, right. once people started doing that, we're like, oh, no, 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 no. We can make fun of Gritty. But you can't make fun of Gritty, and I think we sort of rallied around him as a result. A true Philadelphia response, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you put Vernon Odom on this list. Love I thought Vernon that was Odom. really cool, man. I was sad to see him go. I mean, yeah. I, I, I remember uh, back in the 80s uh, when I was a kid watching the move bombing uh, footage, and he was the Channel 6 correspondent on the scene, and that's my earliest memory of him. And honestly, he's got to be one of the most respected reporters TV or otherwise in town. I mean, you never hear a bad word about that guy. He doesn't, no. he doesn't Old make school. mistakes. He doesn't he checks his facts, you know, he's never been involved in any kind of scandals or, you know, problems of any kind. Always holding a legal pad, you yep. know, making sure that his notes are all in order <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it, it's it's very cool. Um what I what I saw and I thought was um interesting, uh you put um Atlantic City itself so I did a story back in June in the magazine called the re 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 rebirth of Atlantic City because it's been reborn so many times. Um, but you know you had two major casinos opening up this summer, and I yeah. think Hard Rock will do really well because of the Hard Rock name. 
Um, but there are some smaller developers. In fact, there are some bar owners and restaurant owners in Philadelphia who are very successful who are right now buying up properties down there to open projects next year. And I think that kind of devel- development is what you need. We don't need more casinos. We already have the world's best, the Borgata, in my opinion, but that's just me. Um, we don't need more casinos. Casinos didn't save Atlantic City the first time. Um, and we need little projects like Cool Mama Pop restaurants. Cool. There's a guy, uh, John Longacre from South Philly, who owns South Philly Tap Room, uh, and among other places, he's opening up a 1,000-seat kind of indie music venue down there. Uh, will it work? We don't know. But the fact that people are trying and investing in Atlantic City did, in that ground-up kind of way, I think, means uh, means good things for the future. Did that tangentially lead to uh, Jose Garces getting on the uh, winner list as well? Because he had, he had those restaurant interests down there that hurt him initially, and, and now he's back. I think Jose could be uh, could could have been a has been this year. You know, could have just gone under, retired, yeah. or you know, went to work for somebody else and not make very much money. But instead, he's kind of reinventing himself. He's partnered up with some uh, uh, potentially good uh, people, and uh, I think we're going to see good things from him in 2019. It would have been easy to be a jerk and put him on my biggest losers list because yeah. he went bankrupt. But right. some people, you know, go bankrupt and they come back. F- come back from it, rise from the ashes, and do great things. And, and he's I think one. he's very talented. He's a talented yeah. guy. We're not going to be able to go through all 20, so let's let's segue over to the biggest losers of 2018, <laughs> according to Victor, by yes. the way. Uh, and we'd mentioned that Fishtown is on there, uh, which uh, you said has kind of been overrun by the bro movement and uh, or the bro, <laughs> you know, groups. Um, but um, it, you also had the Flyers on here. And listen, you know, they've had they've had a rough go this season. Yeah, they were actually on our uh, biggest winners list. I don't remember. Was it last year or the year before? They were the only Philadelphia sports team uh, on there. And this year, they were the only Philadelphia sports team on the losers list. You're not consigned to eternity when you end up on uh, the list. And there's always chance for uh, reclamation here. We had Wawa last year on the, or 2017, on the biggest losers list. This year, their biggest winner. We had Meek Mill on the losers the year before. Now, they're our biggest winner. So, obviously, there's a lot of tumult in the the fly camp and that i assume that informed your decision right absolutely yeah. and uh, not even gritty could save them in this case <laughs> but at least i put gritty on the winners gritty list. was you know, the got biggest a story yeah out. yeah you're All right. right now you put kevin hart on the list and i'm going to read the the comment it says uh not uh just because he had to step down from hosting the oscars thanks to backlash over remarks he made about gay people but also because He's simply not funny. I just don't find the guy funny. I never have, you know. And it's your, you're right to to uh, to not find him funny. It's a subjective thing. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I just I just don't think he's funny. The the movies he comes out in are so stupid. <laughs> um, and I you know I don't mind a good comedy, but like he's just it's the lowest com- common denominator type of comedy. Okay. All so, right, so we're not, not going to give you. I was going to give him high school on Blu-ray, but uh, <laughs> okay, well, I, I have you ruined that. To, to I'll take some tickets to MMRBQ. Let's <laughs> leave it at that. I, I, you know, I, I think he he does what he does very well, and in the movies, and he, you know, he's he's got that energy, you know, and and uh, it, it works for it works for me. But it's 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 a uh, it's it's certainly a subjective thing. Uh, you have the Philly skyline as one of the big losers <laughs> of 2018. <laughs> And it says, thanks for the middle finger edition Comcast. If you look at the new Comcast building, which isn't fully open yet, uh, from West Philly, it's a giant middle finger. <laughs> yep. Um, other people have described it as, you know, when you have a pack of cigarettes and you go to offer somebody one, you kind of jiggle the pack yeah. and one cigarette sticks up. It looks like <laughs> that right. as well. I don't think it's a great addition. I talked to um, 
the second in command at Comcast about it, David L. Cohen. Um, and he said that, you know, five years from now, people are going to love it. It's going to really change the way that people build bu- buildings in Philadelphia. I'm not a fan. And this is my list, so I can say whatever. You can I say what you want. want. <laughs> yes. And that's, Abs- that's the, uh, the, the, the power you have here with the list. Yeah. Uh, there's um, the homeless GoFundMe crew. Yeah, what a story! I mean, can I have the movie rights to that? Exactly, that movie that will be a movie I definitely want to see. And we were, we were, you know, part of we were swept up in the media onslaught that embraced. You want to talk about how quickly gritty was welcomed? Yeah, you know the turnaround. Here's a story that hit at the right time. Uh, So, so. Give the explanation for the obvious here, but well, your, your the, take the, on ca- it. the cases have not been adjudicated yet, yeah, and yeah. I did say in here that if everybody's cleared of all charges, <laughs> I'll issue a retraction, and I will. It's not in looking fairness, like that. <laughs> it's not looking like that. It's uh, it's unclear exactly what happened here, but yeah. I mean, this is just and listen. <laughs> If this was a scam to begin with, I'm sure that they did not ever expect. They, they thought, oh, we're going to raise $10,000. Right. No big deal. Half a million. But they raised half a million dollars, <laughs> and all of a sudden they're like, wow, this is awesome. But also then you're getting greedy. And, you know, if, if they had just raised twenty grand, probably everything would be okay. Nobody would pay attention. We mm-hmm. had the group out at the uh, at the camp out for hunger that year, and they, the, we were there. It just seemed – what 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 was out – as I said – People say, "Wow, oh, I can't believe we fell for it." Well, it wasn't like they were saying they were raising unicorns. It was it was an out, it was an act of kindness. It, you right. know, well, why are you not going to believe that? Uh, by the way, this one's kind of out of left field. It says, "People who love insanely good gelato <laughs> were the biggest losers of 2018." Why is that? Well, Capogiro somehow wound up closing down. I mean, I don't know how you go and open a place and sell teaspoons of gelato for eight dollars, and you always have long lines out the door, and it's truly delicious gelato. And then your business shuts down all of a sudden. I mean, they you know they gave some explanation to the Inquirer and to Philly Mag, but it's just it's got to be the biggest uh, business failure story. In Philadelphia of 2018, and I feel a little bad putting them on the list. And obviously, Capagira was not named as the biggest loser. It was right. people who like right. gelato. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, it's kind of uh, you know a disastrous business story. I mean, what what a cool concept, and you you couldn't make it work. I did think... they did they have more than one location? Oh yeah, yeah. That's what I thought because yeah. I I'd, I'd always thought oh I'll go in there someday. Yeah, <laughs> I never went in. I think I don't think I've ever. I, I, I know people rave about gelato, and I I think I need to have really good gelato. You gotta I, get I, don't, made, I yeah. don't get it. Mm. Well, you missed your opportunity. It's gone. It's gone. <laughs> no, you can still you can still yeah. get gelato sure, sure, sure. Uh, elsewhere. But I mean, the the flavor is so much more concentrated. Is than, it? than yeah. ice cream? You can actually get a really really good one in Wildwood Crest, believe it or not. But it is yeah. stupid. Yeah. It is stupid expensive. Is it? It's yeah. much more expensive than ice well, cream. Well, because it's made with love. <laughs> right, Got to sure. be the got to be the active ingredient. And unicorn farts. Yeah, <laughs> unicorn farts. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so you put uh, Philly traffic. I mean, you know, this situation has just gotten on. out of control. I. I there are a lot of reasons here, including there's so much development. There's always construction trucks. Then they came up with that law about, um, you know, the only delivery vehicles can park in certain zones, which, you know, then just adds to more confusion. But then, and listen, I take Uber all the time. I love Uber. But these Uber drivers, they never pull over to drop people off. I mean, there can be like a little loading zone right there. They won't pull into it. Right. You'll have three Ubers going down Walnut Street between 7th and 8th Street, all stopped in the middle of the lane at the same time. And it just leads to total confusion more often now when i see somebody who's kind of driving a little bit like a jerk I, i'll see a lift sticker on their car and i'm like oh yeah, right okay. yeah. so you're you're driving for a living and and you and have started not that 
I mean, like cab drivers drive more aggressively. Yes, they're out there all they're, they're, the time. You also have to do. pass a test to be a cab driver, right. do you not? Like, oh, you do. And yeah. Uber drivers, my you know, Aunt Edna could be an Uber driver in mm-hmm. her, you know, Honda Civic. Well, it's got, I'm back to, so I used to not want to take cabs by myself. Uh, and then when uh, Uber and Lyft came out, I was like, okay, the safer way to, now I can travel alone. And now I'm back to not wanting to get back into the Uber and Lyft by myself. Yeah, I mean, there's some scary stories out there. My feeling about it has always been when you get into a cab, you don't know who you're getting into the cab with. Nobody knows you're in the cab. Mm-hmm. If I'm in Uber, Uber knows I'm, you know, who Fair, is getting yeah. into that car. And we've obviously had horror stories about um, Uber rides, but you know, keep in mind there are also horror stories out there about taxi uh, taxi drivers. When I go to other cities, and most recently I was in, I was in Paris, I was in London, I was in New York City. When I, uh, their mass transit is. Far and and like I don't want to say anything like like I like SEPTA for for you know what it is but what it could be you know mm-hmm. what these other cities are they're older cities um, you know bigger cities and and we only have one underground line and and that's it and I think man if we could just if there was a way to overhaul the mass transit in and around our city that would possibly help. <laughs> With all that, it almost seems impossible. I mean, you're, you're dealing. You talk about the traffic situation and with detours. Mm-hmm. My my longstanding issue is that if you're going to detours, don't detours to a road that has a detour on it. <laughs> mm-hmm. you, there's only so many levels of detour you can get into when you're, and then you end up boxed in, and that happens all the time. Yep. And, you know, the, the the planning doesn't seem to be as efficient as it could be. No. Uh, anything else you want to mention to, that that we've left out from the list uh, before we wrap it up? The, well, I have to tell you, the one everybody's been talking. Talking about, uh, you guys might have missed this at the end of the year, but the South Philly Review, which is a seventy-year-old newspaper, they did a story about this great uh, friend and business partner of Anthony Bourdain named Michael D. Pasquale, who was going to be opening a restaurant on South Street. And, right. Uh, it was a big profile on him, and I went to my food editor and I said, "How did they get this story first? This guy was best friends with Anthony Bourdain. He was a U.S. Marine who did three tours of duty in Afghanistan and Iraq, etc., etc., etc." Well, you know, I started doing some digging on him and realized that everything was a bunch of BS. Uh, he wasn't good friends with Anthony Bourdain. <laughs> it was all fraudulent? Uh, he, I called the Marines. Uh, there's his mugshot on your screen. Uh, I called the Marines. They said he never served there. He claimed to have been a cop in Baltimore. I called Baltimore. They said he was never a cop there. <laughs> oh, I mean, this guy's a real piece of work. Uh, he lost his business deal on South Street as a result of the stories that we ran. And, wow. Uh, well, as a result of his lies. But right. you know, yes. we, we exposed them <laughs> yes. after, after the South Philly newspaper gave him just a glowing profile. It was just kind of a real failure of journalism there on their part. How dare you expose my eyes? <laughs> right. And I'll read this uh, in case you didn't miss it. Victor Fiorello is here with uh, Philadelphia Magazine. And on, on Victor's uh, 20 biggest winners of 2018, he wrote this. This year marked the 20th year that this merry band of misfits, meaning the Preston and Steve Show, brought much needed levity to our mornings. And we salute them for reminding us not to take ourselves too seriously. Honorable mention this year, WMMR, the President Steve Station, celebrated 50 years as Philly's leaded, leading rock and roll outlet. So, Very we, cool. Thank you, Victor. We appreciate that, Thank man. you. Do I have a t- time for two quick shout-outs? Yeah, yes. please do. Please My do. beautiful wife over here in the studio, oh, Suchita, who puts up with me. And uh, two longtime listeners of the show who are tuned in right now, Karina, uh, thanks for being a good friend. And Yo Travo, who told me that if I give him a shout-out, on the show, he'll finally fix the door handle that my wife has been begging him to oh fix for the last two years. Wow. It's ridiculous. So, yo, Travo, the door handle is there, ready for you to fix. <laughs> nice. Fix that. And I want to point out that... You could end uh, up on the worst list. <laughs> Philly Mag has the uh, 50 Best Restaurants issue, which yep. is out now, too. So, it's always a really good source. 
It's a very great debatable list. Uh, <laughs> I would imagine. So cool. Always great to see you, Victor. Thank you. Happy New Year. Thank you, you very much. Victor Fiorella, yeah. guys. <laughs> I thought it was going to be the, you're the best. No, right. that's this one. <laughs> oh, dear God. All right, we're going to take a break, and we'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. MMR's Day Off on the Slopes at Jack Frost Mountain is this Friday. Celebrate winter with the best lift ticket deal out there, along with the Piero Bear live broadcast and a legendary happy hour with Jackson, live from the E2000 Lounge. WMMR.com has the details. MMR's Day Off on the Slopes. Sip, ski, and be merry this Friday at Jack Frost Mountain from JFBB, where the snow comes first, and 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. We have got more stories to pass along in the form of the Bizarre File. We begin now. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. Brought to you by Robin's Diamonds in tax-free Delaware with thousands of rings and self-serve cases and absolutely no sales tax versus the 8% tax in Philly. Robin's Delaware Diamonds. Well, a Florida family is grateful to be alive after they say their refrigerator exploded Whoa. inside their home on Saturday morning. The force was so powerful, it caused significant damage to several rooms in the home. Do you have any of that dynamite left? Uh, luckily, neighbor Joshua Perez heard the explosion and ran inside to help the family get out, uh, get out safely. Uh, according to Mark uh, Ligandi, I said, I was in my room, I was asleep, and I heard this bang. He quickly ran from his bedroom to the kitchen where moments before his parents' refrigerator had exploded. We're looking at a picture of it. It was just decimated. Yeah, he says that the odor was so strong uh, that it made his eyes sting. He said there were fumes coming from everywhere. Was there durian fruit in it? There <laughs> it may have been. No, they, they said that it expanded and expanded so much it bent the metal of the stove. The family's four-month-old Whirlpool refrigerator was in pieces scattered throughout the kitchen and surrounding rooms. And nobody has any idea how it has how it happened at this point. You would figure that if it was a gas building up that the gas would have just opened the door. Yeah. And that, yeah, right, like there would be enough yeah. pressure for it to, to, to open the door open and, and a, release. Somehow or another it exploded. So they are investigating that. It's very strange. Uh, this is terrible. Um, 22-year-old Alexandra Black, a college intern who had been employed at a North Carolina zoo for approximately two weeks, oh, was killed on Sunday after a lion escaped a oh lot space. Yeah, horrible. Uh, the Conservators Center in Burlington announced that the intern was killed during a routine cleaning of an animal enclosure. Uh, while a husband, they, they released a statement that said, while a husbandry, te- husbandry team led by a professionally trained animal keeper was carrying out a routine enclosure cleaning, one of the lions somehow left a locked space and entered the space that humans were in and quickly killed one person. Oh, oh man. I mean, you know, they're, they're wild animals. That's just terrible, man. So she was following protocol, but there was a, just a... Something went wrong. They, there's going to be an investigation, oh. obviously. Yeah, it's just a terrible, terrible thing. A gunman who'd complained about not getting his taco sauce early Monday morning opened fire at a fast food restaurant in southwestern Oklahoma City. There's a cigarette smoker I'd like to introduce him to. Uh, no one was injured at the Taco Bell where the drive through window was hit by gunfire. The employees told police a man in a car went through the drive-thru at about 1.25 a.m. and then pulled back around and could be heard from outside the restaurant yelling about not getting his taco sauce with his order. taco sauce! He then pulled out a gun and opened fire. Employees ran to the back of the store and locked themselves inside of a bathroom. Where's Uh, my chalupa? The uh, man... 
got out of the car and went inside. Employees said that he could be heard banging around inside the store as if, uh, I'm sorry, as they hid before he left. And they have a description, and they have not been able to find him as so of yet. So if you're a representative from Taco Bell or the higher-ups, do you take that as man where... Our product's really hitting with the people. <laughs> yeah, baby. You, you know, I mean, I, I know it's driving them to weird levels, but it's... Uh, this, this is good. They're, they're fans. They're fanatic yep, about yep. it. Uh, I should have coupled this with that other zoo story. It, this is in Florida, though. A child fell into a rhinoceros exhibit Ooh. at the Brevard Zoo and had to be airlifted to the hospital. Yeah. Uh, the Wasn't one... attacked by a rhino, though, right? Uh, kind of. Well, it, it's... I don't really know the full details, but it did have contact. The one-year-old girl fell into the rhino exhibit Tuesday. The child was airlifted to Arnold Palmer Hospital in Orlando. The girl's mother was also injured and taken by ambulance to a medical center. The mother was injured by trying to rescue her child. Uh, The family was taking part in the rhino encounter. Ooh. A hands-on educational experience. The encounter has since been removed from the zoo's website. Uh, The zoo says during the experience... A series of steel poles separates participants from the rhinos. The zoo says that the child stumbled and fell in between two of the poles, and at this point, the snout of at least one of the rhinoceroses made contact with the child. Wow! So maybe the the, the rhino was just checking things out, and what I mean, this? well, they weigh thousands of pounds, and it wouldn't take much pressure to hurt a baby. Hey, not thousands. Yeah. Well. Okay. Yeah. All right. No. Yeah. <laughs> Says you. So the uh, 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 the zoo is suspending the encounter. Obviously, so. uh, we're looking at the design of the encounter. Yeah. It seems pretty stupid. Uh, well, it's kind of wide for yeah. a child that young. Yeah, maybe some chicken wire, or yeah, something like that would be nice. Uh, how about Rhino FaceTime chat? That might be better. Yeah, a little safer. safer. Yeah. Four men were arrested early Monday morning and accused of stealing more than half a million dollars worth of Patron tequila in Tampa, wow. Tampa, Florida. Yeah. Wow. Deputies say they found uh, Vidal Estrada, Lemuel Escobar, and Umberto Ramirez and Alberto Obaya. I like Patron. Taking cases of Patron tequila from a stolen semi-trailer after a driver found it was missing following a stop from uh, uh, for dinner in Tampa. The man had allegedly already transferred 20 cases of the tequila to a box truck that was registered to them before deputies found them. There were were approximately 966 cases of the tequila with the retail value of $507,105. God almighty. Yeah, that's a lot. Tequila! All four men uh, were charged with grand theft and burglary, so they are in a whole lot of trouble. By the way, whenever I try and do that uh, floss dance, I end up looking like the Pee Wee Herman dance when he does this at Pee Wee's Big Adventure. So uh, anyhow, those guys were busted. Uh, Let's see. What else we got here for you? How about we got time for one more? How about a lot of good ones, and I had to sift through these. Uh, Okay, this one I like. All right. All right, so... A huge storm in Australia's north on Sunday flushed out a site which either fascinated or horrified those who saw it. And what it was were 10 cade tones riding on the back of a 10-foot python. What was it? Cool. 10 cane toads, little frogs. Yeah. Riding on the back of a 10-foot python that was <sighs> slithering across this guy's yard. What a hellhole. So it was like a, it was like a little ride for them. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's what I get to do. Uh, Paul and Anne Mock were at home uh, with their daughters when a large storm dumped off 70 million, not 70 million, 70 millimeters of rain into their, into their dam. Yeah. Yeah, Mock is the name. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, worried the dam w- uh, and spillway might break its banks, Paul Mock ventured outside in the middle of the lightning and rain. He said the lake was so full that it had filled the cane toad burrows around the bank, and they were all sitting on top of grass. He said there were thousands of them. We have video of this. It's amazing. This. we yeah. got to get out of here quick. Jump on the snake. <laughs> He said it was in the middle of the lawn, and, uh, and he saw the, the snake. It was in the middle of the lawn. Oh, you're still back there? Yep. Making for higher ground. Uh, and apparently if the snake is one that they've named Monty, a 10-foot-long python that was fl- fleeing the rising water only with a band of travelers on board. Run, run! Uh, Mock said he was literally moving across the grass at full speed with the frogs hanging on. I thought it was fascinating, and some of the local reptiles had gotten used to the cane toads and not eating them. Uh, Mock's brother Andrew posted a photograph of the site to Twitter, prompting horror, amazement, and jokes about the Outback Uber. Uh, but it's it's pretty funny. All these the stuff you see there. These toads are riding on the back of this. Uh, Do you remember snake that just to get away? That picture of the of the I think it was a dingo on the beach eating a dead shark while a snake looked on. <laughs> yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, in Australia. I love it. Jesus Christ! All right, and there you go. It's what I got in the B five. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment, and uh, we'll have a lesson question. See if you've been paying attention. This morning. Tell you what the prize is, and we return. Stay back. The MMR mobile app. Use it to grab the MMR live stream and MMR audio on demand, including the Preston and Steve podcast. Bring up the live studio webcam, too. The MMR app is Android Auto and Apple CarPlay compatible, and it's free. The Icelandic rockers, Kaleo on 93.3 WMMR. No good. Preston and Steve, 11 minutes after 10. Uh, it's a Thursday in all its glory. We have some interesting news coming up at the end of today's program, which will be here before you know it. Pierre Robert uh, should be here when we reveal this info. We'll see. Uh, but I think you're going to like it. I think it may be profitable for you. Oh, mm, there's a little hint. Uh, but in the meantime, we have your chance to grab some freebies. We're going to do the lesson question for today, and we're going to give away a pair of tickets as MMR rocks the revivalist who we played earlier this morning. They're going to be at the Met. On Saturday, January 12th, tickets are on sale now at TheMetPhilly.com. And the question we have this morning is, what Cold War espionage novel was surprisingly written by Shel Silverstein? <laughs> 215263WMMR. Let's see if you know that. Is he going to do that or where did Nazism start? Which was in a bowling alley. <laughs> uh, what, what Cold War espionage novel was surprisingly written? Written uh, by Shel Silverstein. Do you know the answer? Well, you should call right now and tell us. Might win a prize. 215-263-WMMR. Let's do the trash. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, Steve. Yeah, sorry. Oh, I do have a sponsor. Oh, oh. Out, man. Brought to you this morning by Dunkin' Donuts. New handcrafted espresso drinks from Dunkin' are amazing. Sipping is believing. Get any medium latte or cappuccino. Uh, for $2 from 2 to 6 p.m., America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. What's going on this morning? Well, Steve? Preston, your favorite rapper, Lil Zon, oh. is currently in rehab saying he has made peace with rapper Vlad HQ, who's been threatening him with violence. Credit for the truce is being given to both Papa Smurf and Cookie Crisp. <laughs> Ariana Grande telling a TMZ reporter that she's currently very single heading into 2019. And plans on keeping it that way for a while. And this just in, Ariana Grande has announced she's engaged to a TMZ reporter. 
And finally, Kanye West issuing a warning to his nemesis, Drake, telling him to, quote, stop following my effing wife on Instagram. West also put his foot down forbidding Kim from playing Drake on his new hip-hop app, Words with Bitches. (laughs) (laughs) And that's your Hollywood trap. All righty, see, thank you. Thank you. Let's see if we can get uh, an answer to this question. What Cold War espionage novel was surprisingly written by Shel Silverstein? I will go to Ron for the answer. Ron, good morning, sir. Morning. All right, so what Cold War espionage novel was written by Shel Silverstein? It's The Hunt for Red October. You are correct. <laughs> Hang on. It's here. Actually, it was, it was Tom Clancy, but Steve thought it was Shel Silverstein. And Easy mistake. We ran with that. Easy mistake. Pretty much the same stuff. Ron, you got it right. We're going to give you a pair of tickets as MMR Rocks, The Revivalists, and that's at the Met on Saturday, January 12th. Tickets are on sale now at themetphilly.com. Let's get into music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, this morning, uh, music news. We'll begin with uh, Weezer, the 1975. Billie Eilish and Alice Merton. Huh? I, know, I know all of them. You know all yeah, of them? All right. the Alice Merton, you would know. No roots. No roots. You know that yes, one? Yes, I do know that. You, know, I like that. you I like don't that know one. no roots? Yeah, Billie Eilish is a good singer, too. She's, uh, she's a singer. These are a few of the kind of rock acts who have been confirmed to appear on the 2019 edition of Coachella Festival. Yeah! Once again set for uh, the Empire Polo Grounds in Indio, California. Rock is almost completely gone. Yeah, Ariana Grande is the headliner, right? She is one of them, yeah. Okay. She and uh, she will be headlining the festival's Sunday lineup. And uh, Childish Gambino will head uh, headline on Friday with Tame Impala. Yeah. Closing out the festivities on Saturday. That's an actual animal act. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Finally? An Impala tamer. They've resorted to... You heard of, you know, lion tamers. This is a little... There's a bit of threat there. Yeah. Impala less so. (laughs) They'll have the Impala out on stage, jump through hoops and so forth as the tamer... uh, That's going to step over these buckets. Corrals them, yeah. Idris Elba is on the list. He's a DJ. He's a DJ, yeah. So he's going to be spinning. (laughs) uh, I guess, so... Uh, Rihanna and... And now from the giving tree. (laughs) (laughs) Did you all like the Impalas? Uh, Rihanna and Kanye West, both previously rumored to be considered for the headlining slots, are not performing. West reportedly backed out at the last minute due to a disagreement with the promoters over the size of the stage. I don't like Impalas. And, of course, uh, Coachella has drifted away from rock in the past few years with pop headliners, electronic dance music, rap, and DJ sets now dominating the event. Uh, the show will run for two weekends with the exact same lineup on each. Uh, from First from April 12th through the 14th and again from April, April 19th to the 21st. So just yeah. does, does the attire change? You know, because the big thing about Coachella was the, the flower child and they would all have that deal. It had sort of a hippie festival vibe to it. Mm. Now that's rock is not really dominant at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, still a place to go and to, to and be, be seen, seen and... You know, show your your fashion wares and stuff. I, I, listen, music aside, that whole area is beautiful. Yeah. And so, you know, I was there for the desert trip, and that was obviously more more rock, classic rock, if you will. But um, I, I loved being there. You had a good time. I, I had a great time. But like, the, you wouldn't like, go to Coachella, though, right? No, 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 no. It's um, well, I don't know. I it, not for any of these acts. Um, 
but I really enjoyed that whole area. Now, what I found out, though, is so when we went, it was like me and my wife and, yeah. you know, my cousins and stuff. And we rented a house on, like, a golf course, beautiful house. They wouldn't even think about renting that to any of the Coachella goers. There you go. You know, so, like, we were older and, you know, I guess a little bit maybe more responsible. Well, you went to that show Old Cella. <laughs> Old Cella, exactly. Which is uh, The Who and or who was it? Yeah. yeah, it was The Who, Paul Pink McCartney. Floyd, Paul McCartney, Dylan, yeah. Young. Yeah. Uh, Neil so, Sedaka. Stones. Neil Sedaka. The Stones. Uh, so, yeah, it's. I, I looked at the list. Listen, I'm just I'm out of touch with uh, anything that's not really rock. And so it's. Uh, I didn't recognize anybody. I, I went to. Other some, than Ariana Grande and yeah. you know, Childish Gambino and some of the big ones. But I went to something very similar when I went to Austin um, City Limits. And the thing is, a lot of those acts, they don't have, they don't have a big catalog. You know, like the 1975, if they're. And I know them and I like them, but they got like, I like them. They got like three songs. Yeah, well, that's, that's why it. they play in a festival. You know? Yeah, they mm-hmm. can they can play a, a half hour set and mm-hmm. get everything in there. I guess go play golf. By the way, uh, Tame Impala, uh, the video for "Let It Happen" has fifty two million views on it. There's a little bit of rock with Tame Impala. It's it's not uh, MMR, I don't think, but um, you might like it, Preston. I don't know. It's, it's like not, animals. You do like animals. Hmm. Uh, I know you'll never listen to it, so I don't know why. I no, I won't. But yeah. thank you for trying. It's like Badger xylophone player. Uh, Disturbed will be the musical guest on uh, Thursday. Well, uh, no, it's next Thursday, uh, January tenth. Episode of uh, Jimmy Kimmel Live. Uh, the band's going to perform several songs on the show's outdoor stage in front of what is expected to be a standing room only crowd. Uh, the program airs at eleven thirty-five p.m. The late night spot will be in conjunction with the start of the band's North American tour that kicks off next Wednesday in San Diego. A judge has granted Courtney Love and her daughter Frances Bean Cobain a permanent restraining order against ex-manager Sam Lufty on Monday. So this is a oh, that Lufty. Yeah. A permanent restraining order. That guy's deranged. Yeah. Love's sister Jamie was also protected under Monday's ruling. After a temporary order was issued last month, the permanent one that was now handed down is good for five years, with a judge noting that Lufty seems to prey upon people. Under the terms of the order, Lufty was ordered to stay 100 feet away from the three women at all times and barred from contacting them. Uh, Love's ex-manager was also warned to make no com- to, uh, to not make comments on social media about the women. Love is accused Shut up. <laughs> Lufty of harassing and threatening her and her family with emails, texts, and phone calls in an effort to recoup money that he alleged the, that he alleges she owed him. And as we pointed out, Lufty was the guy who sort of took control of uh, Britney, Britney Spears', Spears. career. And in fact, the judge in the case apparently remembered him from that. Uh-huh. Lufty had served as Britney's manager during the mid-2000s when the singer melted down and was hospitalized on several occasions. He later sued Spears and her family for defamation after Britney's mom accused him of drugging her daughter and limiting the family's access to her. Uh, Courtney Love met Lufty in 2010 and eventually became what she called a trusted advisor. Uh, But she got ties with him this year, calling the relationship a huge mistake. Uh, Cobain, meanwhile, said uh, she attempted to sever all ties with Lufty last September because he was verbally abusive and on a few occasions physically abusive. You know what we need to hear, Case? Uh, It's just to kick off 2019, right? The Courtney Love laugh. Oh, of course. I'll hook you up, man. Uh, She said that she has moved on to an undisclosed location for protection from him. And there it is. Uh, let's Feels see. like coming home. Twisted Sister is up in arms against an Australian businessman and a politician who has co-opted its 1984 Top 25 classic. We're not going to take it for his political campaign. Mm. 
Uh, the band is threatening legal action against the United Australia Party and its leader, Clive Palmer, who hired a sound-alike group to record the iconic track with the newly written words, Australia ain't gonna cop it. No, Australia's not gonna cop it. Aussie's not gonna cop it. It's terrible. Yeah. Uh, D. Yeah. Snyder tweeted, no. He, he, he's still working on it. We do not endorse uh, Clive Palmer. We are contacting our legal team to address this. And if that doesn't work, I'll be down under in three weeks to deal with it myself, he said. <laughs> mm-hmm. He better be careful. They have snake-riding frogs. <laughs> uh, when asked for comment, Palmer told the Australian uh, Broadcasting Corporation via text message that he, quote, wrote the words to the new version of the Twisted Sister song. He said, old rocker who cannot sell enough tickets to their last gig need publicity. No communication from their lawyers. I own the copyright for my own lyrics. Okay. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then we mentioned these earlier, uh, two deaths in the world of music, and uh, Daryl Dragon, who was the captain of Captain and Tennille. Yes. Uh, passed away on Wednesday. It was a renal failure that he had, and uh, he was under hospice care in Prescott, Arizona. Uh, his former wife, Tony Tennille, was by his side. Uh, Dragon had been suffering in recent years from a neurological disorder similar to Parkinson's. Uh-huh. Uh, they had divorced in 2014, but in recent years, Tennille had moved back to Arizona to care for Dragon. That's very sweet. <clears throat> yeah, she said in a statement he was a brilliant musician with many friends who loved him greatly. I was at my most creative in my life when I was with him. Uh, in addition, he is uh, survived by his older brother, Doug, and uh, two nieces. And uh, obviously, he, as you said, he was uh, spent a lot of time with the Beach Boys. He did, yeah. He helped do some orchestrations and and, and uh, played for them, obviously. He was a really good keyboard player. Uh, and they had a couple of big hits. This was one of them, Love Will Keep Us Together, which was written by Neil Sedaka. Uh, and they had the 1979 number one hit, Do That To Me One More Time. And, of course, the cult classic, Muskrat Love. Muskrat Love. God, yeah. what a horrible song. Yeah. Muskrat Susie, yeah. Muskrat Sam. Do the jitterbug down in Muskrat Land. It's and they a shimmy. It's so goddamn kinky. Uh, and they also had their own ABC variety show for a short time. Which was horrible, yeah. and they both hated it. They hated doing it. He hated it especially. Yeah, they got out of it early so they could uh, uh, record again. Uh, Brian Wilson tweeted a salute to his former colleague, posting, so sad to hear about Daryl Dragon. Daryl was a great guy and a hell of a musician and keyboard player. I feel very bad about this. Love and mercy to Daryl, his family, and friends. He also wrote that he was amused by the uh, frogs on the snake. <laughs> Oh, one more thing. <laughs> Just Brian one more Wilson. time. I want to go on record that the frogs on the snake yeah. were In hilarious. addition, I'd like to comment on the uh, frogs on the snake. It was delightful. And then uh, one more guy. Maybe you haven't heard of him. Ray Sawyer, who was the eye patch wearing singer with Dr. Hook and the Medicine Show in the 1970s. He, was, uh, he had died. He was 81 years old. Uh, Dr. Hook had a couple of hits. One of the biggest was uh, called When You're in Love with a Beautiful Woman. Which hit number one in the UK in 1979, and he was the singer. Yes, he 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 was not the lead singer. Okay, uh, but he did. I think he yeah he, he took, watched he, the lead singer. No, he took some of the lead vocals on uh, cover of the Rolling Stone. All right, uh, but he was not the lead singer. Um, but he was easily the most recognized. He had a cowboy hat and an eye patch. and an eye patch, and he and had a peg leg. Uh, no, but he could have. No, he had lost his eye. Yeah, uh, he had brooms for arms. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did have the story about how he... Um, a car accident. It was a car accident? Yeah, yeah. Okay. 
Uh, but I told he you. He looks a lot like Twicky. That every day on MMR, Monday through Friday, uh, you hear him. Okay, do we um, have that? I'm going to play Jackson's intro right. to his show. And Jackson plays this at the beginning of his program the every day. major function of radio was news. And I'll tell you when it's him. What's going on here? That's him. Screaming rock and roll right there. Ah. And that, cause that that's from the, the middle part of um cover of the Rolling Stones. What's going on here? Rock and roll. This part. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, that's beautiful. That's ah. him. So uh so he's a part of the every single broadcast every day here. He lives Apple. on. I do like that song, Cover the Rolling Stone. It's it's catchy and it's fun and it's meant to be totally tongue in cheek. But it did land them. In a way, uh, on the cover of the, the magazine, they were in caricature in 1973. So were they touring? Were they still going out and performing? No. Or he, he worked with a spinoff group. He left the band back in the 1980s. Right. And uh, then there was a spinoff group named Dr. Hook featuring Ray Sawyer that he retired from just three years ago. So it was one of those yeah. groups that you could go out if you really wanted the to Ramada see in Totally. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, The band so. will be up after the sponge cake comes out. I just think of that um, crazy heart when you first meet Bad. Yeah. He's playing bowling alleys and yep. stuff like that. Book him at a, bowl, a guy who had a, a handful of hits, didn't ha- hadn't been relevant in a long time, and had to play bowling yeah. alleys and... Little hole in the wall, you know, bars and so forth. So, all right, and there you go. That's what I got in music news for you, friends. We're going to take a break. I uh, would recommend you stick around. Two things: we got our word of the week prize. Get the letter day for that coming up, and also we have an announcement about a uh, thing that I think you'll find very, very interesting. And we'll get the details for when we get back. Stay with us. Returning shortly. Got an Amazon Echo, Spot, or Dot? Make sure you first enable the MMR skill. Alexa, enable MMR. Once you do, it's easy as pie to listen to MMR's live stream, the Preston and Steve Daily Podcast, or the Bizarre Files. Your wish is our command with simple voice-activated access to WMMR. Alexa, open MMR. End of our radio program for the first one of 2019, and guess what? Tomorrow's Friday. Yes. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That's a beautiful thing. We need some time off. <laughs> <laughs> this week is killing me. I'm so tired. Uh, 47 are high today. We will maybe have some breaks of sun a little bit later on. And uh, partly cloudy skies on Friday. High 50. I actually got it when we were on the break. Uh, what day was it? It was a couple of days ago. It was actually a nice day out. Like 61 degrees. We went out and did yard work. Yeah. Probably should have taken my Christmas lights down, but... Eh, we have to I keep them up because we have the family, the big family gathering Oh, you uh, do this the post, Saturday. Yeah. yeah, you do the post-holiday party. So the, the family gets together the week after New Year's so everyone can be a little bit more relaxed. So we, we keep all the decorations up and then they come down the following weekend. You're supposed to take them down on Little Christmas. When is that again? I've, I I've never heard of Little Christmas. It's uh, it's a feast day of some sort. Yes, you have. We talked about it on the air last year. Yeah, but I, I can't don't even care remember about either. Little Christmas. That's why I don't remember. I, I've never heard of it. I, well, I've heard of Little Richard. You did last I've year. I've never acknowledged it. What is it again? <laughs> I don't really remember, but it was like we had a conversation about it uh, last year and uh, people actually celebrating it in January. It's like a week into January or something. All what right. Do you, what do you do? It says Catholics celebrate the elk. Feast of the Epiphany. <laughs> That's what it is. Some people kill elks, I'm sure. Feast of the Epiphany. Okay. All right, what's the Epiphany? That's uh, when three wise men arrive to present their gifts to the baby Jesus on oh, January 6th. Okay, all right. 
And Ireland appears to be the only country where January 6th is celebrated as Women's Little Christmas. Wouldn't that be Little Women? Yeah, I don't know. Little Women's Christmas? <laughs> yeah. Just for tiny women? Tiny women. Not really sure. Uh, anyway, we, uh, we started taking down our stuff uh, yesterday. So, nice. but, but not outdoors. Just, no. the, just the inside stuff and getting that put away. Uh, anyhow, I want to thank uh, Victor Fiorello for stopping by this morning. Uh, Victor from Philadelphia Magazine has added the President Steve show to Philly's 20 biggest winners list of 2018, and we appreciate that. It was very nice, and he, he uh, you know, it's it's all him making the calls on these things, and I like that he will go out on a limb and get controversial, but uh, he's got some really, I think, interesting choices for, yeah. for winners and losers of 2018. Yep, absolutely. All right, and before we get the letter of the day and all that stuff, I think we should make our announcement. You want to do that? Yeah, right. I, th- I think we should do that now. Uh, and Pierre's here. He's so excited that he's inconsolable. We are uh, thrilled at the fact that we will have your opportunity, dear friends, to win some serious money coming up very, very soon. And I'll give you the name of it, and then I'll explain with the details. We are happy to announce MMR's Go Fund Yourself Cash Contest. We all want our MTV. (laughs) This is money for nothing. So here is the way it works. It's a chance for you to win... A thousand dollars five times a day, and you'll be qualified. Now, listen, we've done contests like this before, but there's a kicker to this. There yes, is, there is. There's a piece of information that has not been a part of the puzzle until now. So, weekdays beginning on Monday, you'll have five chances a day to win a thousand dollars. Okay, eight a.m., eleven a.m., one p.m., four p.m., and six p.m. We'll announce that hour's keyword. Enter that word via MMR, the MMR app or your mobile device or at WMMR.com. And one random entrant from all that submit the, the correct word for that hour wins $1,000. So somebody wins that. But here's the kicker. Here's the but. Everyone who enters anytime at all when we announce them per hour will be qualified for a $10,000 grand prize. Whoa! That is absolutely correct. So, if you don't win the $1,000, you will be automatically entered to win 10000 bucks. Oh, well, that's a great new rub to the whole contest. Isn't it, though? Yeah. So, once again, your chance to win $1,000 five times a day and qualify for the $10,000 grand prize. It begins this coming Monday, and you have five chances a day to win that grand. 8 a.m., 11 a.m. as well, 1 p.m., 4 p.m., and 6 p.m. We announce that hour's keyword. You enter the word Jeez. via the MMR mobile app on your device or at WMMR.com, and you just might win. So it's a pretty sweet deal. <laughs> that is awesome. I'm glad that they've uh, goosed it a little bit. I love when we give away money like this. Yeah, and, so, it, it, it just keeps going. So it is called Go Fund You. So your cash flows low and you <laughs> need some dough and I'm like... We can overload your pocket with a thousand in cash, and I'm like, fund you. Here's a what to do. Listen, five pounds a day for a chance to get paid, and you'll need that keyword. Need that keyword? (laughs) No, it's not a scam. We wanna give you a grand. We wanna fund you. That's a great job, man. That's our buddy Kyle. He's so good. Who did the uh, the jingle for that. So go fund yourself. Cash contest starts on Monday. And it's sponsored by friends at Armor, Metals, and Recycling. Complete contest rules available at WMMR.com. So we're pretty excited about that. 
Uh, let's do the letter of the day. Ready, Case? Got you, buddy. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, and the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. N, as in New Year. All right, we have your chance to win the two-lettered word tomorrow. A four-pack of pit tickets to see True TV's Impractical Jokers presented by Preston and Steve Saturday, January 19th at the Met. In Philly, show number two at 8 p.m. It's an all-new tour, the Cranges McBasketball World Comedy Tour, starring the Tenderloins. Show number one is sold out. Tickets for show number two are on sale now. Info at themetphilly.com. So uh, we'll give one more letter tomorrow. Yes. We'll give away the prize, which is cool. Hey, today's the last day for somebody. Oh, are One you of our interns. Me? Yep. We have uh, intern Allison. Son it's of a bitch. Her last day. So we got to get Allison in here. I don't know she, where she, she is. Where? There she is. Uh, Allison. So long. We're playing her song, Great song. of course. So, uh, yes, another one of our interns going, which is an odd day to be leaving, as you had pointed out, it Casey. It really is. First but... show back for 2019. Hi, Allison. I know. Hi, everyone. Hi. <laughs> All right, so uh, remind me again. Do you go to Temple? Yes. Okay, and you're involved in the radio program there. Yeah, WHIP. I'm the general manager. You're, you're the, the head marketing muck. Yeah. yeah. You, in fact, you, you, we, we talked to you a couple times. You promoted a few things you were doing. Yeah, we did a fundraiser uh, that you guys brought me yeah. in before. We did a tape and that went really well and a lot of great things since then we got nominated for like 10 IBS awards wow uh, so we're that's gonna a bowel condition isn't no it? no that's irritable that's bowel right yeah, yeah international <laughs> broadcasting oh I'm sorry syndrome something sorry, I didn't even know I didn't know <laughs> the radio but uh, we'll be we'll be going to New York for that to cool. receive those awards that's awesome so. you, know, yeah. you work hard for, with that it's very cool yeah and our, our interns were, are they're in the other room most yeah. of the time while we're working so our interaction is it's it's very quick and while we're doing the show yeah. we don't get to see them much have, I've never noticed your eyebrows before. Do you go to the Eyebrow King? <laughs> oh, she did. I was actually anticipating this question. I did go to the Eyebrow yeah. King once, and he did a good job, but I I actually go to uh, the Brow Bar in Westchester. The Brow but Bar. I, I think they do a little bit of a better job. A little more I, I wanted to there. test the water, see see what uh, the Brow King had to offer after Kathy mentioned it. But uh-huh. You think the Brow gotta, King is, uh, uh, is, yeah. is a false ruler? Yeah, okay. I mean the brow bar is words. Now you yeah, know you have perfectly sculpted eyebrows. Thank you, thank you very much. Our own uh, <laughs> former calendar girl Ashley Gallo has uh, uh, she uh, she has her own place that gets oh, rates really? as well. So you may want to check into yeah. that. Yeah, I mean I'm open to trying places. So you're nice. you're, you're, you're not a brow loyalist. Yeah, you have yeah. great brows right now. Did you thank just you. get them done? I just got them done like a few a couple weeks ago, but yeah, they I, yeah I colored them in this morning a little. So nice. I, was, I knew I was going to be on the air. <laughs> <laughs> Color your brows. So, when do you graduate? Uh, May. Okay, and uh, what are you hoping to do? I am hoping to the. I mean, the ultimate goal is to move out to LA. LA yeah, yeah, and uh, I. W- I mean, the dream job is to be. Do A and R at a record label, but wow, okay. I, I like things like artist management. I did that for a summer out in L.A. So you like rock music, and, yeah. And, and you know, you, you came in, and one of the first things I noticed was that uh, your array of T-shirts that you wear, yeah. you know, and we're, we're going with <laughs> Hendrix and like you know, like the the classics. Yeah. Uh, so is, is that where your that's where love like lies? Mm-hmm, yeah, okay. that's where I got like the inspiration to kind of take music as a career path uh the music i like that's why i love mmr and who turned you on to that music 
Uh, my parents. Okay. Yeah, I would say. I got really into it when I was, like, a junior in high school, and I worked at Plato's Closet where people would, like, give their old clothes, and that's how I got a lot of the band t-shirts that I... Which one? The one in Springfield or the one in Lawrence Park? Okay. All right, cool. That's cool. So, so, uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, that, uh, it it used to be you'd see armies of these A&R people around, and then it's, 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 it's probably changed because of the technology and, and the way the delivery systems, but, uh... It's still an occupation. Oh yeah. So yeah. So do you have any any leads? You're just going to go out there cold and see what happens. I mean, I'm I'm starting to apply places now. So yeah. just going to see what happens. I'm going to apply around here to New York. And sure. Maybe even like Nashville. But Nashville's another good yeah. location. All Music right. scene's kind of growing here too. So we'll All see. Right. Cool, man. Excellent. Uh, anything stand out as fun that you did while you were here? Um, I think camp out was yeah. a lot of fun. I went to the MMRBQ. Uh. What else? I went to Rock Elysians for MMR. And some other things just on the air. Gritty, I thought was awesome because that was like right when the hype was happening and I didn't know what to expect. But like Steve said, it really just, when he came, I think you guys really had a hand in changing the way people thought about him. So that was a really cool thing because all my friends were like, oh my God. um, What else? There was one more that just, uh, I thought Bam Margier was cool. I was like, oh my God, my friends were talking about it the night before. He's having a house party in Westchester. And then he's here. I was like, wow. wow." Yeah. So that was another cool one. Did you see any of the footage from that, by the way? No. Yeah, Uh, I I saw his Instagram stories and stuff like that. Well, I saw one that wasn't on Instagram. A friend of me, I'll have to show you the video, Preston, but a guy uh, climbed into the rafters of the barn and then jumped off. Thing is, I don't know if anybody caught him, Kath. Uh, You're (laughs) looking at me like, I don't know if he just went plummeting to the ground or or if anybody caught him. We were expecting somebody to do something (laughs) stupid to get hurt, but I, I never heard any stories about him. But yeah, your yeah, right. uh, chapter is not completely closed here at MMR. You're still doing MMR me stuff? Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. I'll oh, be cool. helping out there. So. We'll see you around then. Yeah, for sure. Excellent. And uh, <laughs> I guess Marissa was your favorite probably? I mean, yeah, Marissa. <laughs> you yeah. guys are all the best. I don't even yeah, ask. Yeah, I, I, I shouldn't yeah. even ask that question I mean, she, anymore. Marissa is their, is their, 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 their den mother. She's, She's, a house yeah. She's a house bunny. <laughs> den mother. <laughs> well, listen, good luck to you. Thank you. And thanks for helping us thanks out. Thanks for we everything, guys. I was here for Allison. Another one of our interns handed off into the great blue yonder to begin their life. Bye-bye. All right, uh, let me take a moment to thank our sponsors. Preston Steve Radio Show has been brought to you today by Worldwide Stereo. Get the best stuff at even better prices during the Worldwide Stereo New Year's sale. Also brought to you by Acme, the official supermarket of the Preston Steve Show. And by Godshall's Real Wood Smoked Turkey Bacon with 80% less fat than pork bacon. Tomorrow on the program, we will have... Uh, comedian Samuel J. Comro in our studio, and I'm sure we'll find some other things and people to talk to. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Every time I hear Salisbury Hill now, all I can think of is just like that. A young therapist walked into his life. Hi, I'm Kathy Romano. Next message. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Hope everybody had a good one. Let's make 2019 awesome. And I'm forgetting something. Oh, yeah. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles! Next message. Uh, Time to go back to work after a nice long holiday break. Hallelujah, Noel. Kiss my ass, go to hell, and on both sides. The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.